passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Door. Bunker. Clear. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I'm Freddie Kraft. We made it back from South Beach with a lot to discuss. Special guest Caitlin Vinci of Fox Sports joins us, and we talk Bubba Wallace's suspension, Kyle Larson spinning Martin Truex Jr. on pit road, what Kyle Busch said about Joe Gibbs racing, and much, much more. Jason, let's roll. The best on the stand and the best in the both. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton so bad. Jason is pacing, kind of fight in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thorbump Bumper clear now nah, don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear. Clear, 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 clear. there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors spotter of the one truck the 66 fendi and the six cup car that's busy look at you go brett griffin spotter colleague racing daniel hemrick aj amendinger boys had a we had a fast cars this weekend yeah, what's up? I, do, I don't spot Ray J. Almendinger. I spot for uh, Just Navy. <laughs> I flew home beside AJ Almendinger. Oh, I just guy. got off the phone with Chris Rice talking about AJ Almendinger. The problem is you didn't go out last night, so you're all discombobulated. I, I, I know. Morning. I need to be cloudy to do this well. <laughs> well, there's a shot right in front of you if you'd yeah, like we'll, to yeah, we'll get to that. start there. Uh, what's up? Freddie Kraft spotter for uh, John Hunter Nemechek this Whoa. week. Uh, my my normal guy was taking a vacation, apparently. I, I told you last week that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you, you hinted at it. Uh, who else did I have this week? I had Atlantic Castle and Derek Krause this week. Hi, Casey. Hey, guys. Casey Boat here, your marketing professional. And I am joined by our lovely producer. Hey, Jason Schultz, DBC producer, uh, Patriots fan, Tom Brady fan. Oh, yeah. I forgot I'm a Giants yeah. fan. I hey, forgot to mention Bills. that. Go yeah. Bills. Let's I mean. go Giants. Giants, six and one. This is not an NFL podcast. Did y'all not read the Twitter comments this <laughs> week? Oh. Yeah, I hate oh, the flesh yeah. bubble. So I'm gonna I'm gonna intro my friend. The first time we met, oh, we Lord. drank. Got him, man. We <laughs> you drank. had to start with that. Well, I, I got I got to set <laughs> what up for, an intro. I got to set us up for success. 
We drank a lot of Jack Daniels. I like Jack Daniels. And we did one of my favorite things to do in the world. We were moonwalking. <laughs> you were. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> it's what probably do you like not more? very good moonwalking. What do you like more, moonwalking or clogging? Moonwalking. <laughs> Clogging, I'm too fat to clog these days. Um, <laughs> Kayla Mitzi, thank you so much for coming on. We were texting back and forth last week, and I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? And you're like, oh, my God, I yes. would love to come on the show. And I'm like, yeah. okay, come. I'm super stoked to be here. Thanks you, for having me. Appreciate you, it. This is such a cool setup, by the way. I've never been in here. I love it. Well, it, you should come in the summer when it's like 105 degrees <laughs> in here. And, and, oh. and you're probably, you're, you're the second person to come on the show that is like a legit TV broadcaster. So I think you're going to elevate. I know you're going to elevate TJ's game because that's pretty easy to Aww. do. But I think you're going to elevate what, what we bring to the He's table today. Phone. I'm not able to listen. But anyway, crazy, crazy few days in Homestead. How, how often are you going to the track these days? I mean, not nearly as much as I used to. I used to do almost every weekend for seven years straight. So it's a lot more laid back now with me being in the studio. I don't have to go nearly as much, um, which I'm okay with because I have two kids and there's a lot to manage on the home side of things. Yeah, you on that one. Yeah, so it's it's probably better this way. You have two kids? Yeah, you have two? I feel like it sometimes. <laughs> Chad does. I mean, so... Chad uh, does for sure. <laughs> Obviously, you've seen a lot in this sport. I mean, I remember times when, I mean, when you were just getting started and to now, how cool is it to see how much this sport has evolved and how much it's changed over the years and to be a part of it? Yeah, my gosh, it has changed a lot. Um, you know, for me, I started out grassroots racing as a reporter in Virginia, which is, you know, the very simple kind of simplistic racing and then making it to the network level and just seeing over the last, I guess I've been with Fox 12 years now. Wow. I mean, it has changed. I started when I was 24, so I feel like I've literally grown up around the sport. Um, a lifer. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, it has changed a lot. I mean, even just like from women and stuff coming yeah. into the sport in different roles, we've seen a huge change. And it's not just women, like let's check a box to put a girl in this position. It's more of qualified women, whether it's track operators or engineers and uh, all the different things we've seen. It's, it's growing. I mean, your, your segment evolving. highlighting women mm -hmm. in sports, like I've learned from it, even just over the past few years. Yeah, it's it's we, incredible to see thanks. what yeah. you've done. Well, Holly Kane, I know you guys all know her. Yes. She's our next one. And her story is amazing. Obviously, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we're talking about everything she went through personally. But then she actually was a journalist when like Dale Earnhardt was still racing. And some of her stories are, are amazing. Like she's seen some of the biggest names that I never got to cover, unfortunately. So it was really cool to hear some of her early journalism days, like the stories and things like that. So I can't wait to check so it out. So you went yep. to school at JMU, right? No, CNU. No? JMU is very close to where I grew up. Okay. Um, but I went to Christopher Newport University, which is kind of outside Virginia Beach. Okay. All right. We got a mutual friend, Michael Foley. Oh, yes. Uh, who, I love who him. I, oh, I do. I, I think the world of him too. So how, I mean, I guess the, the best question I can ask you is, how does a female get to become a race fan and end up working in racing. Well, it's funny you mentioned Folly because we went to school together and at CNU, like going to races was a social experience, right? You go to the race, tailgate with your friends, like check out all of that. And so we all went together to Richmond race. And that was kind of my first time seeing it. Of course I'd been exposed to NASCAR since I was a little kid 
growing up in Virginia. But, you know, for me, I always knew from a young age that I wanted to be a journalist. Like my parents have videos of me at 12 years old doing the news. (laughs) I don't know why. I guess it was just something I was interested in. So even in high school, like I started doing a sports column for our paper. Once I went to college and I went to races, I was like, I think I want to focus solely on racing because I knew nothing about it. So I felt like if I could learn NASCAR, I would have felt like I really accomplished something because like my dad was a racer. I didn't have any family ties to the sport. And let's be honest, like it's a really hard sport to learn. There's so many different every weekend (laughs) I know is something different. And so I just kind of set sights on that goal. And then, I mean, I did a lot of things while I was still in school. I think a lot of people maybe don't know, you know, I had an internship at a local news station. I had an internship with the USAR Pro Cup Series, which is now, of course, the Cars Tour. Uh, I started working for the Athletic Communications Department at my university. And so those things all helped me once I graduated, because if you just graduate and you have a degree, a piece of paper, like nothing, it's not really going to get you a job. So the fact that I had done all these different things while I was still in school, I think was really beneficial to getting the job at Langley right out of school. So I started doing that for a couple of years and then Speed Channel finally gave in. and oh, Speed Channel. I know, rest in I peace. <laughs> so yeah, started at Speed um, in like a different role, but it evolved quickly into like reporting and, and doing all that. Yeah. So what's next for you? I mean, are, are you are you just going to keep chilling what you're doing or do you want to do something different? No, I like where I'm at, truthfully. I mean, I don't really know what else. I, I, I say that. I would I would do play-by-play, I think. I've had some conversations about wanting to do that yep. in the future. Yep. I think that's like the next box. That's the only thing I haven't really done yet Right. With, within racing. So we'll see. Did Hermie Sadler teach you everything that he knew? <laughs> I'm curious. Everything and more. I oh wish my God. that I had his accent. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> the Emporia Virginian. It's like war, was- war, but not quite as bad. <laughs> it's hard to beat war. Because I mean, I mean, when you came in, Hermie was right in the middle of all the TV stuff. Right? I know. He was my teammate on Trucks Pit Road for years. He was awesome. Truthfully, like one of the best teammates I've ever had. I remember there was one race where like my scanner suddenly stopped working. I was like panicked. I was like, oh gosh, like I'm not gonna be able to hear any of the team communication. He like ran down pit road, gave me his scanner and like just didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool how you just said the word teammate because I'll never forget McMurray retiring or, or stop, you know, racing and he and I were having a conversation just about his life and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like I left my team with race cars and now I'm on my TV team. So he said, those guys were my teammates. Now the TV guys are my teammates. So I I think it's really cool that you guys have that kind of synergy and that's literally your approach to it. Yeah. Where, Where is he? Where is he? Where is right at this moment. He's running down Brawley. Right, he's probably running down Brawley right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Working out. For the, the next three hours. hours. <laughs> Maybe we need to get him on. I've been asking him sure. to call for two years. We could never get it figured out. But no, he's running down Brawley School Road right now. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 
I don't know. I think they're all great. Uh, Clint the is fish. great just as he is. So. Yeah, he is great. We don't need to change a thing. Yeah, he don't, yeah, just he let is him. perfect how he shows up. Yeah, exactly. Just, you yeah. never know. I mean, he's a complete <laughs> train wreck. I love the guy to death. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you, Jason, editing out the curse word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Miami specifically, and and you know we could hear these t- these guys talk all all day about the race weekends. You know, as a taking a, a different side of this weekend specifically. What did you think of the race? Well, uh, it it was interesting, like all of them have been, I would say. Um, good for Kyle Larson. I thought that was obviously a huge win, especially given everything that's kind of been going on uh, over the last week or so. But it was a little tamer than I thought it was going to be. This The whole playoffs, I think, has been a little bit interesting. Certain races that we've identified we thought would be crazy weren't. Other ones that we thought maybe would be more eventful kind of haven't been. Um, so, yeah, the biggest weird thing that happened sticked out to me is the Martin Shrek's pit road thing. Um, that could have been really bad. <laughs> it Real was bad. a scary incident. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but yep. that was one of the things that the, the thing stood I'm out most to me. impressed about when you go back and watch these races is how damn talented these guys are and gals to get up there and run an inch off the wall, off the wall, mm-hmm. all the way around the corner, like yep. the discipline. And, and you look at the Xfinity cars, I mean, they were knocking the wall down and still riding the wall. The cup cars yesterday, I didn't see as many guys hit the fence as I thought I would. Um, My guy ran the bottom all day. Maybe that's why I'm saying that. But just overall, a few things about Homestead. It is an amazing racetrack. It's one of the best that we go to all year. It's in an awesome area this time of year. I mean, it's 80, 85 degrees outside. Absolutely beautiful. You're 30 minutes from the Keys. You're 30 minutes from South Beach. Love, Love geographically where it's at. If you're a race fan, you should go to this racetrack. But the talent that it takes to be fast there is free. I mean, what Truex and Larson and Reddick and, and Denny, man, it's freaking unbelievable what they do. The in-car camera, I don't know. I think Chasm retweeted it as a joke, obviously, but I of, saw of, Larson? of Larson's in-car oh when he drives through three and four on the fence. And, and the throttle, on top of just running an inch off the wall, the throttle commitment is incredible. Like, he's driving in, he barely, sounds like he barely lifts, and then he's right back to it, and he's just running literally paper thin uh, you know margin of error on the fence and he's doing that he would run the middle to bottom for maybe 10 laps of a run and then go right to the top and run that the rest of the run so i'm talking you're talking probably 200 laps of running the fence all day long without making a mistake and we talk about in the past with larson you know i see everybody oh larson owns homestead that's his play this is the first time he's won there. You know, he's dominated. Yeah. We were talking Hard about in our believe. pre-race yeah. meeting. He's dominated there, it feels like, forever, you know, for the last five or six years. And this is the first always time he's always got the fence or always something happened. And he almost had, you know, almost happened to him yeah. yesterday. Yeah. If he, he didn't get that caution, he, he might not have gotten Martin. He but, had to earn it. You know, I mean, another big thing about this, and I haven't really seen a lot of this come up, is, you know, this they're locked in the championship four now on the owner's side with the five team. You know, this this is something that hasn't happened since, like, I think Nate Ryan tweeted 1963. It was the last time we had a split champion in the Cup Series. So that's a, that's something that kind of flew under the radar, and it's kind of good that that happened, you know, after whatever went down last week. And now that, that's all gone and done. It's over with. He's locked in the final four. And uh, listen, that's the guy that won the race there last year. So you you got a very good chance of possibly seeing a split championship this year. Yeah, I thought it is incredible how close some guys can run to the wall and not and not mess up. You can tell a couple times you think they're already on it, but then they get a little bit too close and you didn't think you don't think there's any more room. Then they then they slow down because they're going to hit it. And you're like, you're already against it. How are you? I can even have this mistake. And um, no stages in yesterday's race. He laps the field. Yep. 
He was um, a half second faster than the rest of the field after about 20 laps. I don't laps. think he lapsed the field, but I Bull think he was half he was flying. I don't think he laps the field. Half I second think faster you, uh, than the field after I think 20 you laps. get a caution at some point so he doesn't lap the field. I don't know. There if it goes any, green know. the entire time, possibly, but he's not going to lap the field. But he was like he had a huge lead. He was fast, but when ridiculously fast. Once you get to that, you're you're fast. And he knifed through the back, you know, the back markers a little bit. They moved over most of them. But once you get to that fifteenth, twentieth place car, it's pretty hard to pass. I mean, it's pretty hard. So when you're covering this on on television, Caitlin, mm-hmm. like, is it not just crazy the amount of talent these guys have? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you guys have been saying, a track like this, I think, really showcases their talent level. And it, this is a Kyle Larson kind of track. I mean, this is what he loves to do. And I was listening to you speaking, obviously, and it's surprising that he hasn't won there yet. Yeah. So I feel like we all kind of expected that to happen much sooner. But I'll tell you what else goes unrecognized is the talent level like of A.J. Allmendinger running that line that he ran all day yesterday and making passes against guys or running against the fence. If he gets by Ross, there is a chance that he has a shot at passing Kyle. And he's running low, and that's a hard pass to make, man. He made all of his passes pretty much on the bottom yesterday, just half a car length at a time, getting there, working on the guy. And, you know, a guy like Ross at the end is going to be super hard to pass. But I think if the thing goes, you know, if it has a little bit longer, he gets by He gets by Ross. Back to AJ, it is so cool to see, like, how much he's evolved. You know, he used to be the road course guy. But Mm -hmm. even at a track like Homestead now, he is going to be a threat next year being full-time cut. Yeah, he's going to be a playoff sure. guy. I mean, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. And, and Chris Rice and I were talking on the way here this morning. Like, our cars have gotten so much better since he took Noah Graxon's place. And, and nothing against Noah because it was Noah, it was Daniel Hamrick, it was AJ, it was whoever else was getting in the car. Now that AJ's been a staple in that car since Noah's in the 48 car, Colleague Racing has gotten faster on the cup side in general, right? It's helped Just- – it's helped uh, Justin a lot as helps well. Helps Justin. It pushes Justin Haley, right? I mean, it's hard. I mean, look, I've been on a lot of different teams. It's hard when you're running 10th and your teammates running second. It's even harder when you're running 20th and your teammates running second. So Justin has, has obviously picked it up too. But I want to say one thing about Homestead before we jump. They were awesome to us this weekend. Well, they took better care of us than probably any spotter stand ever has. I've never seen Danishes and coffee well, on the roof. that's from Chip. That came <laughs> from Chip. Nice. I've never seen Danishes you, and coffee. So shout out to whoever made that happen. If you if think it about Chip it, this is the first time I was talking to somebody at the track that they've had fans like full attendance since Mm -hmm. what 2019 Um, I thought they did a great job security wise making sure everything was organized I mean I I was impressed a good job there it is it is is one thing though it's a playoff race it's not a championship race anymore they got to sell more tickets we can't go to a playoff venue and not have it freaking rocking and I'm sorry what was rocking more L.A. Coliseum or Homestead? <laughs> L.A. Coliseum. What yep. was rocking more? Na- uh, St. Louis or? St. Louis. St. Louis was rocking. <laughs> they like, did a good job. Like The, with, like the St. Louis promoters are the best there. promoters in the sport right now. And we need that kind of action at Homestead. We got to pack the house. It's, it's, it's literally three races left in the season. I mm-hmm. love Homestead. I would race there every single week, but we can't go there in the playoffs if we can't sell it out. We need that energy. I think the tough thing that they had against them yesterday was the Dolphins were playing Sunday night football that night. Oh, and shocker. So NFL I'd plays. imagine, I think it's like the first time that they've had Sunday night football in the NASCAR race in quite a few years. I can't remember who told me that. Doesn't matter. Um, I, but don't, I don't want to hear excuses. Make I plays, think, not excuses. Yeah. 
either way, I was impressed by, you know, the fact that they had not had fans. And and the, what did you guys think of the new car at this track, too? The new car has been great at my, every mile and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's Fine. still, you know, there was nothing. We had the same tire. The biggest thing we talk about here all the time is tire fall off. When we have tire fall off, we have good races. And the tires were falling off three guys to four seconds sliding. within a run, you know. And, mm-hmm. and with the Brett's point, you know, they're talking about AJ running the bottom. Like, we were actually committed to the, like, colleague in general, we were committed to the bottom on Saturday. Like, I don't know if that's just a, a mindset they went into the race with or trying to make their car work on the bottom, but, you know, Landon was really good on Saturday. Uh, Daniel was pretty good on Saturday. AJ was obviously top three or four. I think he finished third both races, right? So, I mean, they they were both pretty committed to the bottom on Sunday. And you could, but that's the thing about, like, that's why we kept saying that we love this place for the championship race because you could race all over the place. It didn't matter. Like I kept telling John Hunter, you know, three and four was kind of top committed. Like there's a majority of the field was above the top seam or running the wall. You went down to one and two, they were everywhere. Every lane was all open. Over. Like it was just, and didn't you matter. could make it work. <laughs> yeah. Too. Any, like anything you could run. So, you know, I think that's why everybody just falls in love with Homestead. You know, I tweeted last night that Homestead, is, is, is so in my opinion is the is the place like to have this championship race like you cannot argue with me that somebody i mean obviously there's places you could put on a better race but show up to me because it's phoenix phoenix is not doing it i know we yeah. were we were watching obviously all the old footage from the championship races there for trucks i was like i kind of do miss it being there you and know? it felt weird being there and it wasn't championship weekend. yeah really weird normally you have the truck championships friday night Phoenix yeah. saturday and, and cup is sunday which yeah. was i've always liked that you I get the three too. champions at the same time there but you check into your hotel knowing this is it and this mm-hmm. time you're checking in your hotel like, oh, oh wait i'm not talking about checking i was what happened to you what happened to you what? We're not talking about checking it. Oh, apparently we are. So it was me. Denny in your room? <laughs> <laughs> and a box of chocolate. Uh, <laughs> those took, rose petals in your bed, Freddie? It took me two hours to get into my room on Saturday what? night after the two races. Why? Well, no, Friday. When the hell did we get down there? Friday Saturday night. night? Friday Just, night. Friday you're saying night. two hours because of... Tr- no, no, why? So I, got, I went there, checked in. Girl, the nice young lady at the counter, hands me my key. I go to my room key doesn't work i'm like let me get another key that's the worst whatever so i go downstairs and i'm tired like yeah go back so i go down there get another key and i'm realizing like not only is it not working but it's not normally if you it's got like a swipe deal so you know normally at least if it's not working it'll flash red or or orange somebody has got a blank no so it so i (laughs) it's nothing nothing's happened so i went to the room behind me and i was like let me just see and make sure so i swiped it around that one and it went red red. i was like oh something's wrong the door okay so i go back down there this is where everything went bad. Like I was oh, a little no. annoyed because I couldn't get a key to work, but now I get down. I'm like, the door's not working. Okay. So I tell her, I said, Hey, I think the thing's dead. Like it's like the battery pack. or I've whatever. Seen that before. So yeah. she says, okay, no problem. We'll have them fix it. And then it took an hour and a half to find <gasps> the guy to fix it. Oh, what while, a privilege. while I was sitting what? there. <laughs> and then I was like, do you not have another room? Maybe one other one. She's like, Nope, completely sold out. Did you I feel was, privileged? At I this felt point? really privileged. At you this were point. the last guy to check in. <laughs> so then, I don't no, believe that. No, no, they had our keys. It wasn't even like they had our keys already I know, made but out. Like, there somebody was, probably wasn't there yet. I'm sure. I, yeah. I just well, I can only be, go by what they tell it me. It could be a Florida thing, and I can only say that because I'm from here. But <laughs> do you see some weird, yes. weird stuff in Florida? I was driving on the turnpike, and some guy had his girl behind him on a moped. On oh. the floor of the turnpike. So uh, okay. I thought that was going to go a different I was, direction. Last time I, mean. I was there, I know I thought about that at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last, time, last time I was there, I see uh, the chalk markers for a murder oh, scene. Good. Like as yes. I'm driving down, I was like, yeah. 
okay. I thought I was going to see. Fun th- yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Fun thing, funny thing to do is Google your birth date and then Florida man yep. and see what comes Florida up. Florida man? Yes. Oh, yeah. It will be the most bizarre oh, headlines God. you've ever read in your when life. I, I'm from there. That's my home track. And no lie, when you turn on the news, it was almost like a joke at some point. I seen, I seen a guy. We were driving down the highway heading to the airport last night after the race and a minivan passed me in like there's like an HOV lane like we got on 77. And I was like, all right, whatever, not paying any attention to him. And all of a sudden, they like the wheel jerked hard to the right and then back hard to the left. And I was like, wow, what is going on there? And me and Jason Jarrett are like, this guy must be drunk. Well, then I got a little bit closer and they did it again and it was going back and forth. And I realized the woman driving was beating the ever living out <laughs> of drunk husband or somebody oh next to her. Gosh. So she's, I look at this car and she's just wailing <laughs> away on this guy. But every time she hits him, she turns the wheel to the left or the right. And then she goes back hard to the left. Then she'd hit him again and go back to the right. Yep. Was, yep. Of everywhere we travel, Florida and Tulsa are my two. Like, oh, I always Tulsa. see those weird. Every yeah. time Tulsa. I go there. She is 100% right. Yes. I just Googled I, yes. my birthday. No way. Read it. <laughs> Listen. Drunk Florida man tries to use taco as ID after his yep. car catches fire at Taco Bell. See? I it mean, is, it's it crazy. Is, it is a real thing. I'm going to look at That sounds mine. like me on Saturday. There, Florida there man used to be a, 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 a bucket <laughs> deputy. There used to be a segment oh my on the radio that said only in Florida. And like every day they would remember, share yeah. something about Florida. <laughs> yeah. gets Florida man arrested for pleasuring himself with ice pack in front of first that responders. See what I mean? This is a real I thing. I was the taco Proud guy. Proud to be You're from Florida, guys. Here's mine. Florida man used flamethrower to settle parking dispute. This is a real. You're, I, I, I think we're on to something here, yep, guys. Those are my people. Though, that's where I'm from. That's Floridians. my neighborhood. Yep. Florida man Freddie Crash breaks into car dealers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we head into spot on, spot off, let's first hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Are you ready to make a big move in your life? If so, listen up. Our friends at OfferPad want to buy your home and help you get your move on. They do real estate the way it should be. Easy. You can get the whole process started in less than five minutes. Log on to OfferPad.com and complete the form about your home. OfferPad will get to work on your free, no obligation cash offer and will send it to you within 24 hours. If that offer looks good to you, take it and enjoy the perks of selling with OfferPad. That includes no showings and a free local move. You can also choose the list with OfferPad. OfferPad gets your home show ready with free services like deep cleaning, handyman help, plus landscape and pool cleanup. If you list with OfferPad, you also get to keep the cash offer as a backup. Ready to move somewhere new? You can browse and buy your dream home with OfferPad too. We race in OfferPad markets all across the United States. So if you want to move closer to a racetrack, OfferPad can help make that happen. Check out areas like Las Vegas, Phoenix, Charlotte, Nashville, and more. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... Um... Uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, Bubba Wallace is the first cup driver suspended for an on-track incident since Matt Kenseth in 2015. Freddie. Mm. How did I know that was coming? We got suspended? What? Apparently. Uh, 
listen, uh, obviously I tweeted uh, unprecedented when this happened and people Better be careful what you tweet. People uh, got upset at me. Well, or that's, post it's really Instagram. It's really it's <laughs> Oh, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not my fault that, that people don't know what the word <laughs> unprecedented listen, means. Right. Um Listen, in my opinion, it is unprecedented. Uh, nobody has been suspended for what Bubba did. Uh, if, you're, if your closest comparison is Matt Kenseth, who was riding around half throttle 15 laps down, waiting on a leader to wreck him, I don't think that's the same as hooking a guy in the right rear. We've seen multiple examples of guys hooking people in the right rear that were not suspended. So that's why I tweeted unprecedented. Did I disagree with the suspension? No. Right. I didn't think so. You know, I, I, I was, we were, we talked about on here. I, I said, think we talked about, I thought maybe a heavy fine and points were coming. Cause I, I said on here that I thought it was going to be unprecedented if they suspended him, but I have no, you have to draw the line somewhere right. and, and I'm fine with that. As long as when we go forward, the next time this happens, it better be the same penalty now because you have drawn the line in the sand that mm-hmm. wrecking somebody intentionally is unacceptable and we're going to come down hard on you. So uh, as long as that continues on in the future. I'm good with it. We talked about this obviously a lot last week on Race Hub. We had a lot of different drivers coming in like we normally do as analysts weighing in on this. And I thought one of the interesting things they they were saying is like this punishment is the worst case scenario for a driver, right? Watching somebody else in your car, watching somebody else racing in your place. And it's like torture for them as a driver to not be there. So they were saying, you know, fines and paying money is one thing, but not getting to race is the worst punishment they can have. So in that case, you, I guess they got it, quote unquote, right. The, I, do you agree I, I, with it? I do. I mean, they had to do something. I think they are setting a very clear message to everyone in the garage area that this is sort of going to be the outcome if this happens again in the future. Um, you know, I think it's all around. It's kind of a convoluted situation. Do you but, think, I'm going to put your spot. Oh do boy. you think that they suspended him because he intentionally wrecked him? Or do you think they suspended him because of the uncertainty about the safety of this car and given how many concussions there are right now with guys out? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I think there are a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of layers to this particular situation. Um, the safety is a very big concern right now for everybody, um, whether you're NASCAR, whether you're drivers, whether you're media. So I, I just think it was sort of worst storm possible you know what i mean i think Brett, what do you just, think? i'm spot on for suspending him because i honestly god i think denny may have parked him anyway i mean i, I think denny was that pretty, was my question i think Denny I was, was pretty upset denny was about what do. happened and, and and upset to the point they took his name off the door i was just I gonna know. say and, that and, yeah and, and people are like oh they should took his name off the door you know blah 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 look man watching at home is one thing watching another guy drive your car is one thing your name ain't even on the door like that right. is a huge statement from the team. ownership mm-hmm. of the team. Yeah, right. So I thought that was a big deal. My struggle is we've been seeing this happen for years. Um, and we see people drive away and race the next lap, you know, race the next week. I mean, I went on a huge rant on this show about how Carson Hosovar races like an ass and they need to do something to him. He should have been parked earlier in the year. So I, I don't know if this is a case of – and listen, this is targeting. Right rearing somebody and sending them head on into the fence – is our form of targeting. It needs to be written in the rule book that if you do this, you are going to be suspended. But now we've got to be consistent with it. And now we got to draw the line of when is it dangerous and when is it okay? If you do it at LA Coliseum, I mean, I watch guys pile drive. Who was it you were fighting with at LA? Cindric? Yeah. You and Cindric were pile driving each other into the wall. And, and at what point is it 
literally not okay to be I'm, doing that. I'm pretty sure you got intentionally wrecked at the Coliseum. Kyle Larson intentionally wrecked Justin Haley at the Coliseum and, and completely ended our day. And we were running second or third there in the, in the exhibition race. So I think now for me, TJ, the question becomes, are you saying we were wrong to not have already done it? Because if you don't keep doing it, it looks like he's singled out. I just think it's a product. This has been building up, and I don't know, five years ago, that's the penalty, um, maybe. It wasn't a penalty two years ago when Ben Rhodes did it to Christian Eckes at Texas. It wasn't a penalty then at all. So, yeah, I, I mean, I I think it's a product of a lot of things. There's yeah. other There's other things, too, like you said, not to mention we've had a lot of talk about walking out onto the racetrack, walked across a hot racetrack. You know, that's also been a no-no as yeah, well. Yeah, but they made it clear in their statement that it was about the on-track incident. I'm just saying, there's, I know, I'm there's just, a lot I'm of things that, you, there's a lot of wrongs said. here that, mm-hmm. that, that add up. Um, and, and, you know, and I just, I think the decision's right to park him because I think this would be another big step in Bubba's development and learning. They kind of all have to go through this at some point. I hate, you know, nobody likes to see it, but I think, I think he'll come out of this better and... He's been super competitive the last half of this season. So, and I think this will be another growing step for him down the road. Freddie, take us through communication um, prior to or really during, you know, finding out that there was a penalty that he would be suspended. Gage taking. From my end? Yes. Um, basically, I just got a phone call from the team probably uh, one Tuesday afternoon uh, that they felt like that was the direction it was probably heading in. And. Um, that John Hunter was going to drive the car, which we kind of already knew that he's kind of been the backup plan if anything goes wrong for anybody. So for me, from that point on, it was just I get with John Hunter, talk to him a little bit about what he needs, what he expects, because obviously it's a big opportunity for him. I was uh, impressed with him. Yeah, me too. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, he did a good job. <laughs> did he yeah. give you your glasses? He did not give me his glove. My glasses. I don't know. Forgot all uh, about he must that. have forgot. Uh, Funny how the world turns, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, from from my side of it, really, and then I, I talked to Bubba a couple times about just you know it was personal stuff between me and him. Yep. Um, but you know, from my point on, after Tuesday, after they made the announcement it's just business as usual move on the next week and make sure john hunter had everything he needed to do to be competitive which obviously he was he was fastest in practice i think he would have had the poll he got he got free off a of four and missed the poll by less than a tenth so i think uh i think wow. he probably would have had the poll and then he you know listen this, these things are hard to drive obviously oh. we've seen that at the beginning of the year how many guys are spinning out and you got to remember this is his first he tested there but he only tested i think half a day or a day uh then john and then ty and bubba got in the car but you know, you, you, these things are on the edge, and we've seen in testing last year, we've seen early in this year, the guys took a long time to find the edge, and when these things got out of shape, they were hard to bring back, and, and that was the first time, I guess, this thing kind of kind of caught him off yeah. guard, and unfortunately, kind of ended our day. We backed it in the fence, and we just really didn't have the speed after that, but... Practice um, good? I mean, That's what I mean. That top of, top of the board impressed. in practice, like I said, I thought he was going to be on the pole and qualifying, so he's definitely got the speed, he's definitely got it, you know, everything, he's just got to kind of harness it in a little bit, and, and but he'll be fine. Did communicate? Did you have any communication with Denny? I'm curious to know. I did not speak to Denny at all. No. Did he pull he your contract? He wasn't in your room with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he was not in my did room. He pull your did he pull your contract? Or? I finally, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Well, continuing on a similar you topic, it, but he didn't. I didn't sign it either. Nobody signed it. Uh, Caitlin, this one's for you. Marty Snyder said that NBC Sports tried to get a Zoom interview with Wallace pre-race and he declined. What do you think? 
I mean, I'm not surprised. Are, are any of us surprised that he declined? I didn't realize this was such breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Him as a person or in general? <laughs> just in general, the situation. I'm yep. sure he's not ready to really openly talk about that, I would think, just Fair. yet. And I don't, I don't blame him. Fair. Brett? Uh, I'm spot on for him declining. I think that the most awkward moment that I've seen all year was the RCR Kyle Busch announcement. And oh I th- my gosh. I thought yes. that was awkward. Did you think it was awkward? Yes, I did. It seemed like no one knew what was <laughs> was happening, even oh. that we're a Mission part of it. for Denny. <laughs> I mean, I was not, I mean, I hate to digress, but I was not a fan of the whole watch joke thing. I mean, yeah. Richard Childress beat the shit out of you. Now you think it's funny he's giving you a watch? And then the whole offer also breaks on a contract a thing that wasn't really a contract. Like, that, anyway. That was very messy. I was like, and I do events <laughs> for a living, and yeah. I was like, wow, I hope I've never done one this bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, nothing against those guys. Like Richard's obviously successful. Kyle's successful. They're going to be successful together. But the press conference, it, it left a lot to be desired for. But I think the most second awkward moment of the year is going to be when Bubba Wallace walks through this garage. And mm. and, and it's going to be – it's all eyes on you, man. Whether you want it to be that way or not, it's yeah. every peer is going to be looking at him. Every fan is going to be looking at him. I know. He, he has never been in a fishbowl – like he's about to be. And I know he had that thing a few years ago that was very, you know, challenging for him. And he handled it, in my opinion, he handled it well, given the facts that he was presented to by Steve Phelps. And obviously everybody surrounded him and and gave him nothing but love inside of the garage. This is the opposite. It's going to be hard to manage this. And I said last week before he was suspended that he's got to make peace with this. I've seen guys completely collapse in situations like this, and it take them a year to get over it. I mean, at least there's only two races left. You know, that's so a good thing. The season is almost over. We can get a big reset once it is, and I'm sure, like you were saying, it's teaching moments, learning from this whole experience. But yeah, I mean, I I would say that's going to be. I, I, an look, I don't know who wrote his apology. Maybe it was him, but I didn't see really a lot of "Hey, I'm sorry, Kyle Larson" in there. I didn't see Kyle Larson's name even in the thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I maybe I skipped over it. I think in an interview, Kyle said he wasn't expecting he, an apology. He did say that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I I am I'm spot on for him declining this interview. But I'm telling you right now, all eyes on you, man, this weekend. It ain't gonna be easy. Ready? I mean, the only reason this is even public knowledge is for clickbait. I mean. Dustin Albino tweeted a thousand times yesterday. This one got 94 replies and 38 quote tweets, and every other tweet he had had three replies. I get, <laughs> I I laugh at people that you compl- mad? No, I don't care. I couldn't tell. I mean, I laugh at people that complain about. I'm tired of hearing about Bubba Wallace. I'm tired of seeing about Bubba Wallace interviews or stories. Well, you know why they're out there because they get five million notifications. <laughs> you know, like if you would stop replying to every story about Bubba, they will stop posting them. I promise you that. <laughs> You know, like, I just don't, you know, I don't know what, you know, I personally, myself, I was outraged that they didn't interview Rodney Childers or Ben Bishaw while they were suspended. You know, that was my personal feeling. I mean, who cares? Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, just move on. Bubba's going to have to address it this week. Like Brett said, it ain't going to be easy. Yep. He's going to get booed louder than he's probably ever been booed before in driver intros this More week. More than Denny. And, oh, my track. God. They're going to burn the place down this week. But who cares? Oh. We're going to go out there and try to shut him up like we did at Kansas. And that's that's how he does. That's how he fuels himself. That's how he moves forward. And that's what we're going to do. It ain't going to be easy, but we're going to continue to move forward and try to win races. That's all we can do. 
Okay. I, I am personally that, that's, that's Freddie's I'm upset voice. <laughs> that's why. That's why I said it's you just, mad. It's just it's annoying. Like it's, it's it's really it's really not. I'm not mad. I I, I want to laugh like at people. At all. I, mean, I want to laugh people just because of the fact that they complain all the time about how much they see Bubba stuff. <laughs> But they reply to everything. I hate this guy. Well, thanks for replying. You just drove our metrics higher. Like I do it all the time on my Twitter or even the Couch Racer Twitter. Like if we mention Bubba Wallace, whoop through the hey. roof. Here we go. Like, hey, uh, who's got a Snickers? I mean, we, uh, Freddie needs a Snickers right now. I just shot. Uh, Once we get the reaction here, I'm gonna do this shot. I, I am. Uh, I'm kind of the opposite of uh, of Brett. Uh, I'm kind of spot off. I, maybe this was an opportunity to come on there and say, "Hey, I made a mistake." You know, I'd like to, you know, I'm sorry for what I did. Um, kind of own it a little bit and and put an apology out there. Like a true, like, I never should have done that. I was in the wrong. Set the tone. I mean. Start the process for yeah, kind of moving and, forward. Y'all are crazy. Here's the thing. You're crazy. He's crazy. Now you're going to have to do it again. You're talking about awkward moments, right? You talk about awkward moments. One of the most awkward things I remember watching was that Kyle Larson Zoom apology for what he, when he, remember when he had to do his apology? That was on our show. That was, that was, that was pretty awkward in itself. So I don't think you want to do a Zoom apology. You want to do it this week in front of the media, in front of TV cameras, one time. Be done with Mm -hmm. it. I'm not against him owning it then. All right, moving on. Kyle Larson spins leader Martin Truex Jr. on pit road during the final pit stop on Sunday. TJ, spot on, spot off. I just think this is a racing accident. I don't think it's as a... Um, I'm, I'm spot off because Martin did a hell of a job getting up in the front, and, and it was good to see Martin. Um, he was leading the race, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he was... He was One of know, the best cars, really. Yeah, he did, a, he did a great best. job, and I hate to see... I think... I'm not sure. I didn't see any, I didn't look anything up on it, but I think that he, the son was playing a factor yep. on pit road and he was going to miss his pit stall and saw it late and kind of hit the brakes mm-hmm. and panic. That's what he said in his interview. And this wasn't a Kyle Larson said, Oh, this is my chance to cheap shot a guy. This is none of that. Even Larson said he couldn't see that well when he checked up. Um, so I don't, this is part of the problem. This is if there's one bad thing about Homestead, it's to glare down the front stretch for the drivers. Right. It's you hard for us to get into one. Mm-hmm. Like get yeah. into one, you're looking at the back glass, and it's yeah, just it's glad. hard. To if see you don't sometimes. have binoculars up, you're really having a hard time finding. It's your car. hard to see. So I, I I chalk this up as a racing deal. I think Martin knows it. It sucks for Martin though because he was doing such a damn oh. good job. They have so, found some ways to lose some races. I, this know. Year. I, know. I mean, it's, it's like, incredible. He I mean he they, he was kicking ass too. So it was um, hated it for him. Um, but I just think it was, uh, this could have happened to any of us. You, mm-hmm. Oh, you're what I don't, sometimes I don't understand is you, we do a countdown on pit road. Sometimes I don't think the drivers here are. I was counts. just going to say, they I was I think they're curious just looking for the signs. The I think so too. Cause when you hear five, I always say like, when you hear five away, you start turning, Green. you know? And, and, um, it's kind of like, I mean, hell Dell Jr. has driven by his pit box numerous times and I'm like, what are we doing here? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what 10 away means, but it means you're damn close. <laughs> I think definitely it was a visibility thing. I wondered that as well. The communication for the count, what was going on there. Uh, the pit crew did a great job getting out of the way. Uh, yeah. That, like I said, at the top of the show could have been really bad. Um, but I do feel for Martin, like you were saying, they just cannot seem to catch a break, you know, and this is a driver we're used to seeing with multiple wins making the playoffs, going to the championship four. It just has not been the traditional Martin Trex Jr. that we and team that we've all grown accustomed to seeing. You can just see it in his interviews, how dejected he is. His voice is almost like shaking, like he's very emotional. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I noticed that yesterday. About what has happened. And I don't know what exactly pinpointing why this team hasn't been where they have in the past. Um, is it because Blake's not there? 
Is that what? Are we trying to get Blake enough? But he's already got a good he's job of getting a better one. He's got a good deal. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a big part of that team's success. He, he was, was with Martin for a long time. They experienced a lot of wins together. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, the sole reason. I think maybe that hasn't helped things. But uh, I hate it for Martin. I think, you know, everyone here, we all know what kind of a talent he is. Oh, God. Uh, and I just, you could tell he's so ready for this season to be done. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was a weird deal. And we don't see him make mistakes like that. That's yeah, why I think I, that. It, I, know, I mean, normally that's okay. But when you're that close on pit road, if Larson's pistol is down in turn four, further towards turn four, this isn't even, it doesn't happen. It's right. just things lined up just right for this accident to happen. And mm -hmm. one little, one little slip and bam, it's, yeah. there's no you room for air. You see people that, you know, kind of getting on Kyle and Kyle's, it's these guys have metrics to the 10th of a second. Kyle's of, driving off yeah. Martin. Yeah. Basically. And, and, yes. and, and you're pushing your lights as hard as you can push them to get down there. So you get your guy, you're minimizing your time up at road to try and beat Martin out of the pit. So you get back and control of the race. Um, so you really can't fault him. You know, one of the things I do a lot, I'm sure you guys do it. Um, I will tell the guy, my, I'll tell Bubba or Derek or whoever, all right, this guy's getting ready to turn in right here, mm -hmm. you know? So you're kind of expecting it. So even if I had said that, though, and I I usually say it, like TJ said, when they're about four or five away from their stall, and I'm saying he's going to turn in right here, and if he doesn't turn in, then you should know, like maybe you know, but it's just just a bad deal for Martin. It's just a, yeah. you know, another unfortunate If you run into the back of somebody leaving the studio, who are the cops going to charge, you or the car you hit? Uh, me. Yeah. So he ran into the back of him. Kyle ran into the back of him. I, I will say this. AJ Almendinger brought this to my attention last night. Martin never faded left. He just turned left. And by then, if, if Kyle to Freddie's point is looking down at his lights or he's processing something, he doesn't have the ability to check up. It was a perfect storm to, to wreck Martin Truex. The crew guys' lives are then at risk. Their, mm -hmm. their, their health is at risk. Like, we don't give – those guys make a lot of money. That's They're getting these long-term contracts. Yeah. They've got a freaking tons of car – tons of weight coming at them at, 50, to your point, 50 miles an hour. Like – these guys risk their bodies every single pit stop. Not only are they out there diving on their knees and jamming their backs and cramming their bodies onto the ground uh, five, six, seven, eight times a day, but literally when you see these pit stops, Caitlin, and I watch these guys almost get their right foot run over. I was just the tire changer. The tire changer's got his right front, you know, foot hung out. And man, those guys are. They're brave. They're more brave than I am. I will say these guys are all really talented. It goes to the drivers, the crew guys, because they go within inches of each other, and they're comfortable doing it. Right. And it's a, it's kind of a, you know, if you're going around a guy, you know you're going to have to go around his tire carrier. You know what I mean? He swings that tire way out. But it's like a, it's amazing that we haven't had more tires get hit by cars and things like that. These yeah. guys are really good at what they do. Man, we we talked about a few weeks ago, every driver that puts a helmet on assumes a risk that they may not come back. It's just, it's just the, guys it's are, the risk they got. Every time a pit stop happens, there is a chance a pit crew guy is going to get run over by a car. Yeah. It's, it's I'm just, out. I don't want, I'm, I'm staying on the roof. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't it. want to wreck or get run over. It's better up there on the roof, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. in the heat. Um, <laughs> in the sun. Yeah. In the sun. To your point, he did never fade, though. He just yeah, panicked. He, he kind of panicked and hit the brakes. And then as soon yeah. as he hit the brakes, he was like, yeah. yeah. You know, the crew chief was probably like, you know, you know when they get close, right here, right here, son. You know what I mean? And he's mm -hmm. probably like, Poof. and as soon as he did it, he I got hit. Um, <laughs> the one thing I did see last night that I thought was ridiculous was some people commenting on Flores is one of the ones I think retweeted it commenting on the 19 team should have just got their together and changed the tires and he wouldn't have lost all those spots. I'm I like, was, I'm yeah. like, are you 
me like me? the guys backwards their first they just, they, first they just ran for their lives uh, yes literally ran for their lives and now okay let's regroup and make sure we got everything right, right. but these are oh you should have got out there somebody must have bet on martin or something yesterday good lord <laughs> but, they, they, they do pit stops in under 10 <laughs> seconds you're not going to adjust to all that chaos going on First of all, it's amazing he stopped where he did. Yeah, that's like what it's I mean, perfect. How, yeah, how he got in the box like, was perfect. Brad did that one time at Tal- I think it might have been Talladega yeah, where he spun out coming to pit road. And he says he could do it again, but I don't think he can. <laughs> um, but that it, it was like that's that's a chaos scenario. I'm I thought it was great the time they like when that happens, you're just basically trying not to get hit or anything else happen because it was late in the race. There's fifteen cars, twenty cars in a lead lap, so it's not an overly busy pit road. So just do things right. Make sure the rights get on the right side of the car. Left's get on the left and then get a turn around and go. But I thought they did a good job. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. William Byron holds the final Cup Series Championship 4 spot by five points over Denny Hamlin heading into the Martinsville cutoff race. Brett. Man, I'm spot on for the fans because it looks like we've got three guys in must-win scenarios. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe. I don't see those guys pointing their way in. We've got two guys vying for points positions, but guess what? If one of those three at the bottom win, it ain't going to matter about William Byron and Denny Hamlin. So Denny, Denny's got to take this race and come in super aggressive. I think William does too. You know, the, the hard part about it is depending on how the cautions fall, it changes when you're going to pit. And, and and what I mean by that is Logano doesn't need points, right? He's going to be able to go out there and run his race. Neither do these bottom three. So if there's a caution with 10 to go and everybody comes against tires, William Byron and Denny Hamlin, they're going to need to stay out for that stage and get those points. And then you're handicapped. And we saw how hard it was, Caitlin, to, to pass mm-hmm. at the first Martinsville race. So I, I But I'm spot on for the drama. I, I think it's going to become a question of – can you actually point your way into that fourth spot or does a Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney go win this race? I'm spot on for William Byron. I think this is awesome. You know, this is the furthest this team has ever made it into the postseason, which I think is huge when a team can check a box they've never been able to before. I think that they've been kind of a pleasant surprise, I would say, into the postseason. And who won at Martinsville earlier this year? Led over 200 laps? Oh, yeah. William Byron. So I feel like that team's going to have so much confidence going in there based on everything they did yeah, and they really shouldn't be here. Well, I mean, <laughs> they really should not. That person on Twitter said that to us this morning. I think saying if he hadn't appealed, Larson would be obviously in, and all this would be very different. The complexion <laughs> of this. 
<laughs> oh, muddy waters. Gotta love them. Uh, we, listen, it's going to be an uphill climb for Danny or anybody else to point that way. And we talked about the first race. Caitlin just alluded to it. He won the race. Not only did he win the race, he finished second in both stages. So mm. that is a massive points that you're two points short of of a max points day. So if they can back that up, that they're based, they're unbeatable. You can't make up five points on that. Uh, or when, if he wins the race, obviously you can't beat him. But you know, it's just going to be. And it, listen, it's tight. You know, and what you talked about qualifying is going to be huge huge mm-hmm. like absolutely huge because we couldn't pass and listen we went there and tested i don't know about a month and a half ago probably and all we did i think at that test was make everybody closer together in speed so it's <laughs> going to be even harder to pass i think this time um so it's just going to be you know it's it's like brett says you can play games with cautions and but i think that the tire wear is so little you just don't have to pit. Like you're not going to come and get tires because there's no point to it. You're just going to. This gonna, is going to be a fuel window race. Yeah, you're just going to stay out and get get as many points. And that's why I'm kind of saying like qualifying is going to be so big because you're just going to pit at the stages, you know, or you know however far you can go. But it, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. But you know, like Danny and Chase, that 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 gap there is not you know unattainable. You know, like he's only what? That's one five stage. Points. A five, you know, 11 points back of Chase. Danny wins the first stage and Williams and, back in the back and of it is swapped. We've talked about this with the Xfinity series. We're seeing it right now. Loose wheels are deciding who's going to make the playoffs in the Xfinity series. You know, AJ Allmendinger, who we thought was pretty safe coming into the last race at Vegas, had a loose wheel. He finds himself all of a sudden 17 out, kind of gets himself back in the picture this week. Austin Hill's having a great day on Saturday. He has a loose wheel, now takes himself out. Now he's out looking in. So there's nothing There's nothing to say that these guys can't have a pit issue or some kind of mechanical issue. We see it every year where there's just one surprise in these playoffs. I feel for C. Bell, man. That's that's oh, a tough we, pill to swallow. Bring that a up <laughs> That is. It, it comes down. A, it, I mean, you know. it, it's qualifying, it's pit stops, and it's restarts. Yeah, but I think he proved it before. He under pressure he can, can rise make, to the he can make it happen. Yeah. So I feel like he's one to watch in Martinsville for walk sure. Walk off win, mm-hmm. could do it again. Who are you saying walk off win? Bell. 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 Oh, you know, <laughs> he's done it before. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Kyle Busch's quote on Joe Gibbs Racing's response to him leaving the organization. Jason, you want to read that? On the docuseries, Samantha Bush said, I never thought we'd go through this. Then Kyle said, not from all the words we were given for years of, you're our guy, you're our franchise, you're going to retire here. Those were a lot of, whether you call it false promises or whatever. And he also said, something that's so disappointing to me and so hurtful about this whole situation with JGR is that they were like family. For 15 years, Joe Gibbs had my back in the stupidest moments that Kyle Busch was. Like he was there for me and it's gone just like that. Flipped. Caitlin. I think there's probably two sides to this story, of yep. course. Um, I'm Never. not privy to obviously all the moving pieces and information that led to this decision. What I will say is I think that Kyle Bush will be competitive no matter where he goes. I think he'll contend for race wins. I think he will make any organization better. Uh, so when he goes over to RCR, I mean, that's a wealth of knowledge he's going to bring to the table for them. Um, they're really excited at RCR to have him. So, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing, they couldn't seal that deal up. So someone else will gain that talent level and that information that he has. Um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure there were more reasons on why this didn't come to fruition for him I've, once again at Gibbs. I but. feel pretty confident in saying Joe Gibbs did not fire Kyle Busch. I'm pretty sure there was a deal to be had there if Kyle Busch wanted, wanted to make one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with it. You can't... You can take <laughs> off the word pretty and just say, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Think, yeah. You know, it, it, it's just, it, this just seems like kind of sour grapes after the fact. But, 
Listen, everybody, it worked out for everybody in the end. You know, everybody's got a home, so move on. If I would offer, if I were offered an eight-figure deal and I didn't take it, I don't think I would go play the victim right now. Are you saying that's what happened? How many numbers is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's a a privilege. Like 10 million? Good job, Jason. I can <laughs> this is why you go to college because you don't need a calculator to figure yeah. out that it's ten million dollars. Dang. So, so are you saying that's what happened? I said if I were offered an eight million dollar, a ten million dollar plus deal, and I turned it down, I don't think I would be trying to play the PR victim here. Interesting, TJ. Spot on. Spot off. That's uh, TJ is still trying to figure out how many eight yeah, figures. Eight figures. <laughs> it's a lot. And eight figures is quite a bit. Does that um, count the the cents or just? I know one thing. When you hit no, the we last, have to add that in. Tax. When you hit that last number, the zero, the font goes from like this big to that big. So my, I, I said on this show, I, I said on this show when Denny Hamlin was sitting right where you're sitting, Caitlin. I said I bet Kyle Busch wishes he had the contracts that he's turned down back in front of him at this point in the year. Because at that point, I was aware of a couple offers that had come his way, and he didn't take them. I'm spot off, too, because the keywords in there were he did take a lot of care of you in times where others probably wouldn't have. I mean, there was a lot of scenarios we were like... Well, he said them to stupid moments, This right? is a lot of... This is some bad moments, and uh, worked through it. So, I don't... I think Joe Gibbs you know, probably um, did everything he could. Mm-hmm. To- How old is Kyle Bush? 37. Yeah, 36. Or 37. This is the point in life where we watch Kyle Bush transform into the modern day Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick had a long list of, to Kyle's words, stupid things that, that Kevin did throughout his career. All of a sudden it flipped and he stopped doing them. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the point where in Kyle's career, he gets to RCR, he shows more maturity he, here's here's my only advice, and he doesn't take advice from me, obviously. But move on, man. It's over. Your, your Joe Gibbs marriage is done. You have two more weeks, and and Eminem's leaving the sport. It's why you lost your job. If Eminem's came back, Kyle Busch would have never been up for contract negotiations. When they said they're leaving the sport, and I am I'm up, I'm personally upset Eminem's is leaving our sport because they have. In my, the first thing I tell you in marketing is you can't be all things to all people. Well, that's a lie. M&M's, they can sell M&M's to every single breathing human being out there. M&M's is the best, one of the best brands in America, right? So when they decided to leave, that's why Kyle Busch came up for negotiations. Obviously, he did not reach a deal with, with Joe Gibbs Racing, but it's time to move on. Yeah, and I think this was this was on the TV show, so yes. there's yes. no telling when it was, when it was yeah. filmed. And I would think it was September so that was right around but, when but the contract was going But it still don't matter. It doesn't matter if it was yeah, September no. or if it was yesterday. It, it's, it's, dude, you, you didn't take the deal that Joe Gibbs Racing put in front of you. You didn't take it. So, period. Period. Spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin says he would rather have 60 wins in his career than a championship because he values the wins more so and the championship less than what I have because of the way they crown the champion. TJ, I'm tempted to ask you this because, you know, never going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, this is probably what I would say if I didn't have one yet either. So um, I do think Denny's going to have a lot of a handful more runs of championship. And I do think what if he wins a championship, he's going to value the hell out of it. So I do too, yeah. uh, and I think Denny, Denny's win speaks for himself already. He's already won 
I mean, he's won, what, three Daytona 500s? Yeah, Hall so, of I mean, Fame-worthy career, no question. Stop. Yeah. Oh, TJ oh, yeah, doesn't so so think so. That's oh, really? That's the issue. No, that's I didn't why, say that. I said, I'm Hush, let oh. him argue. I am not ready to talk about it yet because he's still in his 30s. Yeah, but I'm saying someday like, he will be in there, regardless possibly, if he gets a championship But the or guy not. is still racing. I have a hard time putting people in the Hall of Fame when they're still <laughs> racing. I think that when people say that, they just mean, hey, you've already achieved enough. You deserve to be in there someday. If you line his stats up. up to some other people that are in his, his are is way higher than some it's, of the people that are so in there. So you still right. agree. Is Tom Brady a Hall of Famer? He's now, still that he's playing. Not, now that he's not on the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> he's still so he, playing, though. We shouldn't well, talk he did, about he it. He did retire once. <laughs> For a week. <laughs> so you still agree he's not Hall of Fame worthy? I didn't say he that. Said, no, he I, can't talk about it. He's I said I have a hard time. He's, he's on his bicycle backpedaling right now. I'm not saying under the table. I, don't, I have a hard time putting a 30-year-old into the hall, a 30-something-year-old into 40s, the Hall of Fame. Sorry, but if you were to retire from racing right now. I mean to trigger you. Like still racing right now. That's why I gave it to him first. Oh, I do think Denny's stats are better than people that are in there already. They so, are. They are. Um, and if you look at him, the one thing that his stats are missing is a title. Is a title. Yeah, he's so. the best driver yet to win one, I would say. And it, this could be his year. What about I mean, Mark Martin? Well, okay. Well, Mark cur- Martin currently, current, current, currently. Current, okay. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that he has a very good chance for several more years probably to win a championship. And yeah, it's not just, certainly not out of a good possibility. Like, from cup, like forties. Yeah, mid forties, I would yeah, say. Like, Wherever you whenever yeah. you start to decline. Like, know, and he and to me he's still listen, really competitive. So obviously Definitely. obviously this guy's great. But uh, <laughs> honestly, it's, in my opinion, it's hard to argue with him. But championship doesn't have the same luster it once had when it was a season-long battle mm-hmm. of the championship. Last year's champion was decided by a pit stop. Let's be honest. You know, Kyle Larson won the race off pit road. He won the championship. The 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 you know the winning sixty races. You like you talk about Daytona five hundreds. I feel like that's much more prestigious than you know. Then I'd rather have sixty wins than no. I won the race off pit road, and now I'm, I'm the champion because I won or the race. I didn't win a race all year, and I won. Yeah, like you know, like you know. Well, that there's no way that happens in the Cup Series, right? No way. Well, yeah, uh, Ryan, Blaney, just, Ryan Blaney, Blaney would like a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan yeah. Blaney's out right it's now. It's just too. you know, it's just uh, you know the the idea that you can go into the last race run. 12th the whole race and then you win the pit rate you know the pit road yeah. pit all race off pit road at at fontana i mean um phoenix but that's part and, of the team i mean that's you, part uh, of it yeah yeah i know that but it's still it, i know it the, sucks the to lo- be the driver i think but. it just i think it just loses a little bit of its luster i'm more of a kind of traditional nascar guy so <laughs> i like the the season long championship that format would not fly today oh no i don't think so <laughs> i think you're, i think this is i'm i 100 agree this is way more entertaining this is way this is i don't have an issue with the way they do it i'm just saying that the driver might value a championship more in the past than they do right now. Do you think there's a way to change this format so that the wins count for something in the final race? We got to ask NBC. Oh, I don't want to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, never mind. <laughs> you know, I don't. I'm just curious because then here's, it would place an emphasis on getting the wins. Yeah. During yep. the regular season, because yeah. they could, yeah. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I'd be curious if they could explore that I, idea. I but. would take right now. I don't have either one of these. I would take a Daytona 500 win over a Cup championship right now. Any uh, minute, 100%. any minute for because, me. Because here, here's the thing about what the championship used to be: a freaking marathon. I wouldn't even, take that now. Even even the ten win, even the ten race playoff. Right when we would get to Homestead, it was two guys vying for it. The mm-hmm. other 8, yeah. 12, 14, no matter how many we had, 
they had pretty much point wise been eliminated, but it was a marathon. Now it's a sprint race and it's one race, four guys head to head. And here's what I don't like. TV doesn't talk about anybody except those guys. And that's not right. They, some, they, they you need, can't lump me in that category. <laughs> you you, you, you got to cover the race. Back to your Daytona deal. The 500 is great, but those plate races now, look at the last race we had at Daytona. It's a certain, I mean, who's running at the end? Right. It just doesn't have the. I guess you didn't hear me the first time. I would take a Daytona 500 <laughs> over a cup championship if you let me pick. You ain't going to come. You ain't going to change my mind on what I want. Uh, hey, listen, I'm just saying. It's you not, got both. I'm just saying a cup win at Daytona, it's kind of, it's who wrecks who now. It's not, not the, not the traditional, you line up at the end of the race, you have Jeff Gordon, Harvick, Biffle, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Logano, Kozlowski, all them guys. It's not like that anymore. That's a good point. You have both. You should be, can I say you have a Hall of Fame worthy career? Mm-hmm. Earl, no, Earl, Earl has a Hall of Fame <laughs> career. Bob Jeffrey. Bob Jeffrey is also like a word with you. Those two, <laughs> those two would have their, yeah. I'm just saying, you're not done. Earl's yet, got so. like eight, five hundred, seven champions, yeah. maybe eight champions. I don't even Earl know. Earl Barbin. Yeah. Safari Earl. I think <laughs> the whole point of what Denny said here is it's based on how they quote crown the champion. That's the thing is yeah. it's a it's a it's like a Hail Mary game, you know. It, it's but but look, TV's chasing that game seven moment. It's gonna be exciting. All the things are there. It does need to be at a better racetrack. A hundred percent. Yeah. I thought Homestead's hard to beat. Even after yesterday's race, you catch, think Homestead was catch still catch that slip in there? Yeah. Hmm. Even after last, yesterday's race, you you still think Homestead is a championship race? Absolutely. I think Homestead's a great racetrack. There's multiple lanes, and you know if you get beat off pit road, you're leading race. You come out second. You're starting on front row at Homestead. You actually, you're not out. You know, no, it's, I mean, yeah, like, you could. I mean, where did Ross and AJ come from on that last restart? They were Ross on the front and AJ row. put on a heck of a race at the end, it, and then they got out. What happened on pit road? You know, I think I think Homestead. Shook hands. Another thing about yeah. Homestead is, you know, you see not only different lines and whatnot. You have to set your car up differently. Some guys were really Fade, good on a short yeah. run. We're Larson we seemed like he run. was a little bit better on mm-hmm. a long run because he kind of gets that top rolling. I thought them guys were going to catch him and pass him early in that run because LaRoss and AJ were hauling ass on the bottom and middle. Yeah. And, he, and Kyle's just kind of committed to the top a little bit earlier than he normally would. But you it's can not, see it yeah. after about 10, 15 laps, he just started driving away from him. But yeah. that's, a, that's another thing that comes into play when you have a place like Homestead. You come off pit road leading to Phoenix – as long as you get through turn one, you're going to mm-hmm. win the race. Well, that goes back to 18. We were a short run car and we got a short run at the end of the race. We restarted third, had to pass three car, two or three cars. We had to pass Martin. If you were third, you had to pass two cars. Well, we, we, <laughs> I think we restarted third. There's this you know, really successful thing, organization called the NFL. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Go Bills. Never. They go, move go the Bills. Super Bowl. Not, this is not a football podcast, Brad. <laughs> they move the Super How Bowl. How dare you bring up the Jeez, I, uh, They move the Super Bowl every year. Yep. It moves around to different cities. I was just going to say that. Our yeah. championship race doesn't need to be glued into Phoenix. If we end up running in L.A. in 2024, yay. Don't leave it there either. Keep I, moving it. I, yeah. I think that Brad to, over here. to your point, like, you know, if – 
I we we harp on the fact that let's let's go to Homestead every year for the championship race. Well, now how many championships are you potentially handing to Kyle Larson or Tyler Reddick? If how many? In there. How many championships did mm-hmm. Xfinity championships did Tyler Reddick win because the final race was at Homestead? Yep. You I mean, know what? Do you want to go run uh, Melbourne? I want to go run anywhere for the championship. I mean, <laughs> anywhere. Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> uh, New but, York. You know, you, like you say, like you. you there's certain tracks that just drivers lend themselves to, and and you give them an advantage. Oh, they yeah, got, I agree. I agree. Kyle I'm not Larson saying might. He's I, not even in the championship. We talked right about now. it. We talked. Yeah, he, about, is. yeah he is. We talked about it. Not, <laughs> not the driver championship. We talked about it earlier. Like he, as good as he's been, he's only won there one time because of you know different circumstances. But he's got an advantage there. It's clear. I mean, he's been he's had an advantage there for years. So you know, it's just it, it's why a, hasn't he ever send him to Road America for the final? You know, hey, I'm, down, I'm down with that. I'm down with the Road. <laughs> I'm down with Marshall. He's I'm got down such with an Bristol. advantage. How come his trophy case isn't full of trophies from there? I mean, are you going to disagree that he's been the no, fastest? I'm not car saying he's not. I, he's been that's fast. My there. point, but it gives opportunity. Also, Ryan Newman makes the championship four. Ryan Newman runs top four in that race still. Well, that was that was that was uh, <laughs> that was back in the day when we had that. That's the thing interesting to point up. Are we going to see the same thing with Larson? Uh, he wrecked some yeah, Phoenix. at Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> um, but are do you guys think we will see? I mean, we could probably talk about this more next week, but. I don't think we see the same top four run top four all day at Phoenix as we have had. I, I thought mean, that was my no, <laughs> way, we did. Yeah. Was, nope, we, nope. Years in the past, the top four in the playoffs ran top four the entire race. And nobody could touch them. I, I don't think, think you see now. that this year. Or yeah, for like, sure. like you said, maybe harder. Guess we'll find out soon. Door bumper clear fans. We want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecasts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers. And right now, the Justin Allgaier 164 scale door bumper clear diecast cars have arrived. They are available at RacingUSA.com. If you want one, order it now before they sell out for good. NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Third, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Fourth, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised diecast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fifth, RacingUSA ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the business. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Dormer Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite drivers, shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Oh, TJ's cool, and Freddy kisses Hamlin's ass every chance he gets. AC's beautiful. But she never ever picks her up. But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks. Now the pasta's getting high. Elliot gonna hell. It's time for Reaction Theater. Really and truly, whoever decided to swap Phoenix and Homestead really ought to be slapped. Hands down. I mean... This race today should be the final race of the season. Everybody knows it. It's so much better than Phoenix will ever be. 
Even Brett said this before. Come on, NASCAR. Don't be dumb. Listen to your people. Listen to your fans, your drivers, your spotters. Listen to your spotters. Listen to your spotters. (laughs) Cut that out. We're just here to help. Just cut that out. Uh, Good call, Baron. I don't disagree. Listen, people can say what they want. Truex turned in late. Yada, yada, yada. The simple matter is we see this all the time every week. Drivers kind of checking up, giving each other space to get into their pit box every week. It happens all the damn time. Um, But Larson just, you know, chooses to be ignorant of that fact and uh, run over Truex because he knew he couldn't beat him on the track. So might as well spin him on pit road. But hey, no, it was just an accident, man. The sun... The sun happened, so, you know, that's a new thing that we've never been prepared for, the sun. What a dumbass. Did he watch the same race Uh, we all did? Let me go back to my what idiot section. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I do do want to say one thing, though. How many times have Martin Truex driven to that pit box that day? Six or seven? Six or seven times. I mean, it, it, he should know where his pit box is at. I mean, yeah, but this, it's the hard. Glare, I, the I glare, get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like we said, it. he just messed up a little bit, but you don't want to give an advantage away on pit road. Yeah. I'm not going to give you four car lengths just so you can get in your stall. I and mean, that ain't my job. I strongly disagree that Kyle Larson wrecked him because he knew he couldn't beat him on the track. There's no way. Pretty sure Kyle was kicking his ass all day until Martin called (laughs) lucky caution. (laughs) I mean, Martin Martin was fast. He had a great car, but Larson The only reason Martin got the lead was because he caught a caution and and got off Mm -hmm. pit road before he lost a lap. He was on pit road when the yellow came out. Yeah. How about that ass kicking by Larson today, boys? I love that even Larson called his performance an ass kicking in his post-race interview. That was great. Um, you know, I can't help but wonder, though, we haven't seen many races this year with this new car where a driver just absolutely dominates all day. Is it possible Hendrick maybe wanted to try and push the rule book with the number five and see if NASCAR catches something? You know, if NASCAR catches it, Larson doesn't lose much since he's already out of the playoffs. I don't think well, so. Well, Larson's not out of the playoffs, unfortunately. That's so just one of his strong tracks. Just, I mean, yeah. who are and these they, callers? Good. We should, <laughs> we should connect this guy and the last guy. He knows how sober they are. We should let those two guys talk. The yeah. first guy yeah. and that the guy. Good, yeah. The good calls are you can still hear the cars going in the background. They're yelling, <laughs> ah, yeah. God, this is so stupid. Ben <laughs> has a thing for Darfs. He likes to put the Darfs <laughs> together. Did you all see the guy have his bachelor party there with his buddy passed, passed out? Passed out? Yeah, I did see I that. I hope they sunblocked him up. Did you see that? Jason, you can't get drunk and go to Panthers games anymore. Yeah, fire Ben. You're going to have to help screen these darfs. Yeah. Screen these darfs. Hey, and shout out to those guys for having their party there to track for it for their buddy Bachelor. there. <sighs> yeah, this guy, he might be hurting today. How are you feeling right now? The f***ing bugs need to store a f***ing point. Like, you're the f***ing the lead. You're the best quarterback. <laughs> ben. That's what I'm called for. <laughs> Did you know that was gone? His face definitely tells me that he did not know. (laughs) All right. Hey, play uh, it back. Ben, Ben, I take everything back. I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. Did he say that the best quarterback? We're we're rehiring you. How are you feeling right now? The f***ing Bucks need to score a f***ing point. (laughs) Best team in the league. (laughs) Best quarterback. That's funny. Jason, who set you up? Oh, my God. We were, this funny. was an Instagram story, I guess. Uh, oh, you got to be careful uh, on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is the lesson of the month. 
the Instagram. I don't want to delete my account. Hey, don't mind the, don't mind these lights that blind us. Either. You know, you know, we call them lights, ready? Uh, I was like looking at two that's up there. Oh boy. Anyway, so yep. uh, this is what you miss reaction when you're not here. Don't yeah. you want to come on every week? Every week, I do. Your actually. Instagrams like reaction theater. Yeah, no kidding. I need to just, like I ben, said, delete my account. Ben, ben, that, that was, was really amazing. good. That was yeah. pretty funny. Ben, you're back. The best yeah, part of the show, Ben. Oh, his face. Jason. Are we done? Is that no, it? No, we got one okay. more. Oh, I think y'all know what time it is. We got Vegas in the rear view, so that means only one thing. It's time to take our talents down to South Beach. Want to know the difference between me and you? I'm on DBC. Let's get it. Got my mind on Miami, Miami on my mind. Season winding down, three spots on the line. Got my toes in the water, my ass in the sand. I'm watching the best in the world laugh as fast as they can. Bubba sent packing, now it's Dennis to do. John Hunter's in the wings, ready to rally the crew. So we stepped into the box, ready to swing it away. Swung a little bit too hard, and now he's spinning at the plate. Won't mention Danny slip-ups, cause Danny's the man. Unfortunately for Willie B, no, that wasn't the plan. Louis Wheel stalling out, Billy Boy's going through it. Trying to stay above the cut, one race left to do it. Reddick took a nosedive. And Briscoe never caught a break Kyle swept the stage and dominated the entire race Not without sticking a snout where it don't belong Jacked up Truex kept it moving along One left before we go to settle it all Oldest ring on the circuit better be ready to brawl Cause the gloves are coming off Ain't nobody holding back We about to go to war Leave it all out on the track uh, A lot of fun today Hope you fans enjoyed the ass kicking there And uh, hope we can do it again in a couple weeks I feel like we need to open Old these. Oh, Tyler, yeah. So <laughs> it's like that, in the club. Tyler is now on it officially. Like he's been killing yeah, it. I mean, and the fact that he can do that—that is amazing. Twelve hours. I mean, I mean, he did it last night. Yeah. At some point, I, I think Caitlin should get him a job at Fox where he can Maybe. do this for every single show. Yes, and it can be your pre-race. I know. How like, fun. I mean, I want him for TV, DBC still. So. I, I want bigger things world. for this yeah. kid. I want bigger things for this guy. Agreed. People helped us all to get to where we're at. I think I think Fox should put him on. All right. Uh, you know, I'm, well, I am no, impressed. No, stop. If he does that, we'll lose him. <laughs> oh, no, he's, yep. he's going to be loyal to us. He can yeah. do both. He's gonna be, yeah, he, he can do both. Uh, but he can cuss on our show. <laughs> <laughs> we he can be gangsta on here. He can't be gangsta on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We that do was have, really good. We do have a special note. Um, oh, boy. Our, so we have really three, I would say, consistent songwriters on our show. We have Tyler, obviously, who just did that. Jeb. Jeb was Burton. our buddy Jeb. Jeb He's the countryside of our show. But our original singer was Peyton, and she's the one that told Jason to get his head out of Dillner's ass. And Peyton is getting married 1029. Yeah. So when is that? That's got to be this Friday weekend. or Saturday this weekend. Halloween wedding. So she did send a note yeah. with some alcohol. She knows the way to our heart. She sent alcohol. So <laughs> Smart girl. She said, hi, DVC crew. Okay. I know you all can't come to my wedding because you have to work, but I thought at least invite y'all. So we got an invitation to the wedding. That's awesome. And I want to extend a long overdue thank you for welcoming my dad and I back in 2001 to the, they came to the studio. 2001. Uh, 2021. <laughs> that was a long time ago, 2001. Uh, creating these memories for us. I heard Freddie is getting tired of Fireball, which is true. So enjoy some hard truth cinnamon vodka. It's an Indiana delicacy made by or made in brown. 
I don't know, Brown Co. Indiana, I guess. Um, but thanks for all the laughs. Good luck with the rest of the season. Peyton, the OG small, uh, OG song girl. She made That's a pretty cool. little label. So, I, I want to see that. Sure. want to see the invitation. Congratulations, there you Peyton. Go, Casey. She's not going to drink it. <laughs> I can't drink it. Yeah, go for it. You pregnant? <laughs> Second kid. <laughs> Keegan I can't get Lawrence and uh, Peyton Emma. That's their. That's so their what, what are we cheering to? Peyton's wedding. Peyton getting married. Yes. Mis- misery loves company. Yeah. Honey, congratulations. You want to give them the same advice you gave me? Yeah, I'll cheer. I'm what saving what did I tell you? I'm saving you said mine. something about uh, cutting your hair short and gaining twenty pounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Uh, yeah. Cheers. And Chad still reminds me of it. So <laughs> listen, hold hey, on. we got to hold y'all accountable. Once I do, once I do this shot, I'll tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> go 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 go. Ooh. Damn, I could hear it. Well uh, done. Watching so Brett tells me this. That must have been weak. Before you flinch. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Well, Brett can't <laughs> taste anything still. Um, so. Brett tells me, you know, <laughs> Brett's big thing is... Uh, Easy. You're going <laughs> to... <you're gonna, yeah. laughs> Where are we it's going big. with this? Um, so it's, not, it's not big. What is it? It's not big. It ain't big with his cute, cute. holler. <laughs> Um, so he tells me, uh, you're, she's gonna, she's gonna, what was it? She's gonna gain 20 I said, be pounds. careful. She's gonna gain 15 pounds and cut her hair cut short. Her hair. I'm not shitting you. We got back from our honeymoon the week after we got back from our honeymoon. She's like, I'm thinking about getting a haircut and can you bake some cookies? And I'm like, Brad, it's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta hold him accountable. We yeah. gotta stick to, fellas, we gotta stick together on this. No, no. <laughs> No. Um, this is what I deal with weekly. Uh, this is oh, man. Okay. Where are we at in this show? All right. Well, like our lovely artists that come on the show or record some shows or record some songs oh, wow. on the show. Did you do that, Sean? I know. That, I, that I feel vodka like has it. some bite to it. Uh, you can <laughs> leave an audio message whenever you want. Just head to anchor.fm slash clear. You'll see the message icon and we'll keep playing the best ones each week. Do people ever leave like really mean messages? Oh, yeah. Like oh. hashtag mean tweets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. Really? We have yep. a hashtag TJ sucks because of one year. He, the last year he spotted for Logano, oh, it didn't yeah. go well. Everybody Aww. hated TJ that year. That's I mean, we still started, get that. That started the first year. It was like death threats from day one. <laughs> Don't I can't tell do that, you, people. Don't be that person. I can't tell you how many TJ sucks I got just this week. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> On the track. That's Man. Fun. I did get a few Brett sucks. me and Brett yelling at yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I did get a few Brett sucks, so, I mean, we got that too. Well, that's, that's understandable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dirty Mo Media fans, this is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinaro. We're here to tell you about the most honest, unfiltered, and informative IndyCar podcast on the market, Speed Street. Connor and I break down the weekly happenings of IndyCar, our lives on and off the track, and talk a little NASCAR and F1 as well. Dirty Mo Media's newest show is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. It is time for the Ask DBC Offer Pack question of the week. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC. We will pick the best ones. 
Uh, this first one is from SVT Cobra John. Should NASCAR and the tracks be allowed to use content that resulted in a suspension to promote the excitement of the race for next year? That's a good question, actually. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like we, that shouldn't happen actually, because it's sort of using it to your advantage at the detriment of somebody else. So I'm going to say maybe not. Yeah. I mean, don't use that. You footage. tweeted something about this last week. I, think, I mean, you guys it? agree with me or no? Come see this. I mean, but you don't said do it was this. Bristol, but, it was see this, but don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, man, we, we talk about this all the time on here. If you don't do stupid stuff, we won't have nothing to talk about. Clearly. If you do all great stuff, we're only going to have great stuff to talk about. So I, I, I have to say as a marketer and as a promoter, you're looking for things that make people remember the moment, remember why you're tracking your event is special. And do I want to see Bubba Right Hook Larson over and over and over? No, I do not. But if that's what they think they're going to use to sell tickets, however, they put up an ad last week. Right away. That, that I thought was tacky, and, and, and they pulled it down later. But it was still in print, which is the it, best it, part. It, it just depends on how you position it. You know, if it's part of the highlight reel, if it's – I don't know. I, I'm, I think once you do it, it's in public. It's all over YouTube. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on wherever it's at. <laughs> it's going to live forever. It's going to be somewhere <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna. I, I, I tell my daughters this. I'm like, listen, when, when, when you oh. shoot a gun, right, the bullet that leaves that gun – Never comes back, and it's going to land Look somewhere. At you. That is so philosophical of you. That's but, a, a little rough but, for a kid, kids, though. <laughs> you never met Brett's well, kids. But, no, yes. you're right. I mean, you're right. But, but to my point, I tell them the same thing. Just like that bullet leaves that gun, you never get it back. Once you press send on that cell phone, and it's whatever you're sending to anybody. Are you patronizing me? No. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. There's so many like I'm just saying, messages in this yes, show for Caitlin. I'm just, I'm just I know, saying you got You just got to be careful. So if you're going to go out there and right hook a guy, guess what? It's going to be on TV the rest of your career. Yeah, I guess the art. This is a good point though of just maybe not using that on track incident. I could see them using the two of them outside the cars, but maybe. We not show the actual track part. <laughs> That's just my feeling on it, but no one asks I, my I, opinion. So you know, I I don't know what I've not talked to Kyle Larson and, and probably since I asked him to park his trailer in his parking lot that time that I was going somewhere and I needed somewhere to park a trailer. But Kyle Larson couldn't do anything in that situation. He's on this infield. And he's being pushed, and he can't do anything. He's holding a helmet he could have used as a weapon. He didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He did I mean, not want to fight. He, the, the last thing he, just he wanted to get away. The yeah. last thing he needed <laughs> was like, to, to retaliate in that situation. I mean, he he was suspended for a reason, and yeah. and and here he is facing an altercation. Like he was in a he he was in a bad spot. Bubba was obviously mad. Bubba's going to learn from this. Bubba's going to come back better from this. I just hope for his and Freddie's sake that. It's sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. this this weekend is going to be a healing recovery process and until he puts his helmet on. And then I think Sunday when you say whatever y'all say before y'all get going, I think that's going to be the first normal thing that he's going to have had happen in his life for the past mm-hmm. seven days. This next one is from Muskrat Moldy. What that is a hell of a Twitter mm-hmm. handle. Sure is, Caitlin. <laughs> for you specifically, what's mm-hmm. your favorite interview or story that you've ever <laughs> covered? Why are you guys laughing? Don't, don't say story. What's <laughs> do you want to answer for her? I love your stories. 
Okay, so I'm going to be serious for a moment. I think the one that stands out to me the most actually wasn't that long ago. I was the first person to interview Jimmy after he announced he was retiring, Jimmy Johnson. Ooh, good so one. we did a sit down with him at Hendrick, and it was just really neat to, to be the one that kind of heard his thoughts in his process of coming to this decision first. Because, you know, once a driver has answered certain questions over and over, it's not as organic. You know, they kind of already have sort of a predetermined things they're going to say. But for me, you know, that will always stand out to me. And it's no secret, Jimmy was my favorite driver. (laughs) Always will be. I'm a huge um, proponent of Jimmy Johnson and everything he did in his career. and, And that's definitely one of those moments I'll remember forever. Do you think Jimmy Johnson races a cup car again? I sure hope so. I would love to see that. You think he does? I do think so. Uh, If I were him, it would be North Wilkesboro because obviously you can check a lot of boxes. You can check the history of the sport, short track. You have driven this new car. Not a lot of pressure, not a lot of reasons to be out there worried about anything other than fun event. Yeah, fun event. event. Nobody cares about points, right? And when guys are out there, I mean, like AJ Allmendinger yesterday, if I'm AJ Allmendinger, I'm still mad at Ross Chastain about Coda. Right. But AJ Amendinger is not racing for points. He's not racing for that championship. Mm-hmm. Ross is in the middle of that. So you race each other differently, knowing that Ross has more on the line than AJ does yeah. currently. Right. So um, I would love to see Jimmy come back and run another cup race. Me too. But, but here's the thing, man. I watch so many guys in my span that I've been here on top of the world. The Daryl Waltrips at the end of his career, the Bobby Labonis, like they end up getting themselves in situations where they're not competitive. And it doesn't tarnish their legacy, but I mean, it breaks my heart a little bit. Well, I don't, don't e- see it. the fans didn't even get to see most of it because it was through yeah. the pandemic, which yeah. I hate that for the fans yeah. that they didn't get a chance to see Jimmy, you know, one race. last time, one last time. So, yeah. I, I mean, yes, North Wilkesboro, that would be awesome. That would be Did awesome. any of you guys go to the North Wilkesboro I stuff? I spotted it for Dale oh, Jr. Yeah. Oh, duh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have known that. Good for you. Uh, you, know what, so, T- you know, I, I'm going to ask you a question, Kayla. I'm putting you on spot. You know what TJ stands for? No. Thanks, Junior. <laughs> you know why we're going to start calling these guys both TJ? What? Thanks, Thanks Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Three T. I'm TJ. This is my brother oh TJ. This is my other brother TJ. That was one of the coolest events, though. And obviously, oh, you know, because you were Brett there. Didn't, Brett didn't get to go. I was, I was in the stands because I'm a race fan, on it, obviously, at heart. And I had not seen anything like that in a really long time. Oh, it was time. crazy ridiculous. It Every was. time he moved up a spot to play, I was worried about the grandstands. Falling to the ground. I was, yes. I was I very was, worried uh, about your grandstand uh, falling down. <laughs> it, was it was awesome. It. Could you uh, imagine renovating that place and having a championship race there? <laughs> They I now know. I will say this: they do <laughs> have some work to do before we oh, come there. Yeah. Because I sat about not even a mile from the track for almost two hours trying to get in. But would you I, sit in it for the All Star race? I would. Or would you plan accordingly different? Or, I, mean, I, mean? I would plan accordingly. Probably. I'm just saying, like there were a couple things I noticed that but is going to have to be race either, though. So you probably didn't have any traffic, much traffic help at all. No, I mean there probably was there was none. There was, yeah, there was a no, helicopter. There's no sco- oh sweet. Yeah, well, you can just ride him. There's no scoring pylon. There was no scoring pylon. Yeah. That's that, yeah. That was a little tricky, just because like you really didn't there know. There was no cell phone service. There was no signal. Yeah, so they'll have some things but to figure my, out. But mine worked great. It'll be this. My cell phone signal will be the same there as it was at Homestead this week. Mine worked fine. Everybody oh. was talking about also the had Miami. Wi-Fi service, but from like somebody along with your helicopter so there'll be a lot of things that are upgraded before yeah. we go back there you know what you just reminded me of though well, oh god so coda did ross chassane just outsmart us all what do you mean what, by how, cutting how that, you coda 
He punted one guy into another guy, and he won a race. What just happened after this race? They got out and shook hands, were happy as heck with each other. Ross walked away with a win, hey, trophy, everything. Something that flew under the radar, and I don't even know if TV covered it. I don't know if anybody. Ross moved Denny on a restart uh, this week. They covered week. it on TV. And, and like, listen. And those two are besties. Did, yeah. you, did y'all see the points? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not locked in by any means. If somebody dude's second in points right mm-hmm. now. The I mean, would did anyone he just outsmart us all? Would anyone have identified Trackhouse Racing to have a car in the championship four Hell at the no, beginning of the year? Be the year not no. like that. No. That wasn't on my bingo card. Nope. Yeah. He did it's it. I mean, it's been amazing. Good. I think that's been such a cool story amazing. the whole year. A million yeah. percent. Yeah. Who's our offer back question of the week? You can pick, or Caitlin can pick. It doesn't Caitlin. matter. Wait, what do I do? You pick Which between question the two like questions. They, they, don't, they don't win. They, win. Yeah. they win all of nothing. But so. it's still great. <laughs> do you like to th- using the... TJ said it'd be too cold, and he's from Buffalo where they go to football games all winter. Too cold to do what? To race in, Martins, to race in North Wilkesboro, November. Uh, yeah, it's going to be just, free. It'd be freezing. Do you think the, it's the content question or the, the stories or question? The, what? <laughs> <laughs> content question was a good question because I had a nice little debate it's good with content. it. So. There you go. <laughs> Great content. There you go. SVT Cobra Both John. Content. Well done. <laughs> Offer pack question of the week. Congratulations. There you go. for us to get to our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments from this week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your more than fast moments this week? TJ. Man, I really liked what AJ did. He consistently moved forward, running a completely different line than what most people did. He made it work. He was very disciplined in doing it, taking a half a car length every lap and not making a lot of mistakes doing it. He passed a lot of strong cars. And put himself in contention to have a shot at a win. I mean, he was top three, top two, got to second, got passed back by Ross. Um, and, you know, they had a great race. They put on a show. And I got to give it to AJ. I think I think mine has to go to the Xfinity race. Noah, we talked about Kyle being dominant in the cup side and not winning. Noah has been the same, just as dominant in the yeah. Xfinity side. Similar performance. Race. Um, just finding kind of ways to lose. A couple years ago was running the back of David Starr. Uh, as, as a lap car, uh, late restart, I think last year. Um, but I see here on the note that says Noah Gregson slide jobs, way to P4 <laughs> to P1. This kid put a clinic on on Saturday because he kind of rode around for the first 10 or 15 laps of every run, knowing he had by far the best car in the field and he could drive to the lead basically anytime he wanted to. And uh, for for the performance he put on on Saturday, mm-hmm. literally I would just call it a clinic of Homestead Motor Speedway because he, he would run third to fourth every run for about 20 laps and then just drive to the lead and take off and be gone. So uh, I'll give it to him for this weekend. I'm a little worried about him though, man. He's getting out after these races and he's struggling physically. And I know he said he was going to get attention after the season's over. Man, I wish he'd get get attention now. Uh, To your point, Kyle and Noah put on clinics this weekend. They're the two fastest guys in the state of Florida on Saturday and Sunday. So, Caitlin, I mean, that's I don't know how you get faster than that. Yeah, well, I guess I'll give it to MTJ's crew since no one's <laughs> said this one yet. I mean, we've talked about them, but it's not often you get to highlight the crew. And they were very quick reaction getting out of the way. Like we've talked about, they're superb athletes. Um, they're in these jobs for a reason. Well done by them. I'm still really disappointed they didn't bust off a 10-second stop after the car comes <laughs> spinning imagine? in there. And- <laughs> Do you imagine a, um, a homestead race in the Xfinity car with Larson, Reddick, Noah, Noah. Imagine, that'd be pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Speaking of crew, Caitlin, Blake has obviously had a lot of success at Joe Gibbs. Now yep. he's with Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. If there's a guy, I think we even said it a few weeks ago, like there are two crew chiefs I called out that their cars have overachieved. It was Dave Ellens mm-hmm. and, and Blake's. Uh, yep. Now he's getting to move into a premier, big right. premier mm-hmm top ride. I was surprised they went outside, to be honest with you, because they have so much talent inside and so much depth. What What's it like? You're successful. You're an independent woman. I'm so proud of you. But like, what is it like living as a crew chief's wife? Because I know this garage is how stressful it is every week. You you just said it. Stressful. <laughs> I mean, I think um, for us, it is a unique situation. We kind of realized quickly we're one of the few couples in the sport where both of them are holding very high profile demanding careers. Uh, and it's hard. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like it is very, very difficult. Um, the schedule is long when you have small children and you're trying to manage the family and the careers and, you know, crew chiefing at the beginning of this season, I hardly saw him. It was like ships in the night because everyone was trying to figure out the new car, the hours that everybody was putting well, he in. he did get a month off. Was in t- <laughs> PJ. Really? <laughs> Just My saying. first time on here, you're going to do that? <laughs> I just seen it a month off early in the year. Yeah, we know, how, we know how well those months off go. For but that chief. man is like one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my entire life. So he wasn't really off. I mean, he wasn't physically at the track, but he was, if the garage was open, he was at work in the shop. So it was nice to have him home for a change. But yeah, I mean, he has done an amazing job. I think car chiefs sometimes are always overlooked because we've gotten into this system of engineer or nothing, engineer or nothing for crew chiefs. And now they sort of saw this year with Blake that the old school racers, they can get it done. You know, they don't have the same type of mind necessarily that engineer does. So I think for Blake, he's a very mechanically inclined, no nonsense kind of guy. Didn't have any, you know, preconceived notions because the new car, everyone was figuring it out together. Right. So um, I think it's it's huge. And I think it's sending a message too to others in the sport like, hey, car chiefs, they can do this job. They can do it well. Uh, and I think, you know, there were a couple people at Hendrick that were a key part of why this happened that are old school racers themselves. And I think they saw something in him that maybe was just a little different. And that's why they went there. It, it reminds me of like a Chad Canals because <laughs> Chad – Lord help me. Chad, Chad was there. Oh, I'll never see him again. I'll always be at work. But I mean, like Chad was at, if I, if I remember, like he went to like Jasper Engine's car, the Robert mm-hmm. Presley ride. I don't know who was driving Long at the time. Ago, like yeah. he left a good team to go kind of do what Blake did. Like yes, Blake, he did. Blake yeah. left a power team to go to a not power team, not a, mm-hmm. you know, 30, a 40 million dollar right? yep. budget. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so for his shot. And he then took his shot. I mean, Freddie and I talked about it, even the spotters. Like, sometimes you got to take a step back to take a step you forward. You do. You got to take a risk on yourself. And I remember when this whole deal kind of was presented to Blake in the offseason, you know, we talked about it a lot. He's like, do you really think I should leave Joe Gibbs Racing? Like, is this a smart choice? I said, I think that if you want a shot to be a crew chief, you're going to have to go somewhere else because it just didn't really seem like that was their process at Gibbs. It was typically engineers who got the nod. So... 
He did, and I mean, I kind of knew uh, that he was going to be successful just because of how he is. Oh, that's my bank calling me. Sorry, oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is a risk, but it was one that proved to be the right choice. I mean, none of this would have happened if he had. Yeah, yeah Travis Mack, Mack same kind of thing, right? Perfect yeah. example. Got Another shot, example. Then he got a bigger shot. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really happy for him. I, I think it's it's really cool to see what he's done in his career. Because when I first met him, Furniture Row was just kind of starting to come into their own. They were not putting on the clinic. They did at one point there every week where it was running up front. So I feel like I've literally seen from the very beginning him, you know, and his success. And we've kind of gone through it together because our jobs are intertwined. So it was like, reporting on the high moments of winning all those races, winning the championships, reporting on the moments where Furniture Rose shutting down. You know, we kind of go through those yeah, all together because right. our jobs are just linked that way. So it's pretty cool. It's I, really I, cool I have see. had the opportunity to work with a lot of different people. And, and to your point, like the Todd Parrots of the world, the Brian Patties, yeah. the Todd Barriers, they've all been crew chiefs that I've worked with. Like those guys – were not engineers, but they were brilliant racers. Exactly. They understood how to call a race. Mm -hmm. They understood how to motivate people. I mean, Todd Parrott was one of my favorite. Look, Todd Parrott was a <laughs> point blank. But I don't have a problem with people who are direct. I don't have a problem yeah. with people who might hurt your feelings, who, who might say things that you know you think wasn't very nice. And, and Todd would hurt, but, but the people that Todd had around him all went on to become super successful in this sport. And at mm -hmm. the time, I remember I'd be like, dang, why is this guy leaving our team? Well, he'd go somewhere and be a crew chief, you know, a shot guy would move up to be a car chief or whatever they would do. And then you look at like all the slugger labbies and the Mike Fords, like everybody on our team went on to be a crew chief because mm -hmm. he knew how to hire talent, recruit right. talent and manage people. So I think sometimes to your point, that kind of gets lost in today's world because it is so quote engineering driven. Right. But I think it's maybe it's shifting again. <laughs> I hope it does because I mean, racers deserve a place in this world. Well, you, Absolutely. We talked about last week. We talked about spotter silly season last week. I mean, crew chief silly season is no different. We Obviously, Blake has a high-profile job, profile job with the 48. you got to think, I would imagine uh, Chris Gale is going to go move up with Ty Hi. Gibbs. Um, I would think Luke Lambert's also going to move up with Noah Gregson. Um, so that, that leaves some different jobs open in the Xfinity series, of course. Um, but th that's two more, you know, two really good crew chiefs that are be moving up back or back up to the cup series, I should say. So that'll be interesting to see next year. And I don't, I've been just looking at you for the last couple minutes and I'm trying to figure out, did you go to scores last night by some chance no. or something? You have glitter. Um, you have all glitter. Over glitter. Over I, I, do, I do have a bunch of daughters that are teenagers. <laughs> I've never, been to scores. I've never been to scores. <laughs> that is true. Okay. That is, that is true. No, he's never been. I've never been. He's to never been there. I mean, he's never been with me. And if he's not going with me, I don't know who the hell he would have gone. I with. wouldn't go with anybody <laughs> unless Caitlin takes me. I didn't even. I, I didn't even know. Julio Flores calling six three zero. I didn't even know I went to scores two weeks ago, but apparently I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> that sounds like it was a good night. <laughs> with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What an idiot, man. 
All right, let's move on to What an Idiot. Perfect segue for Freddie's comment. <laughs> I'm just going to nominate myself for this one. <laughs> no, you're Keelan, not. would you like to elaborate on we don't why? Let you. Oh, God, do not elaborate. We, we don't no. let you. We I'm just going to leave it at that. Everyone has their idiot time. I'll let Brett go first. You're, you're, you're going to become an urban legend. Oh, something like that. Uh, my one idiot's really simple this week. I have watched lap cars slow cars, guys that are not there to race. They're not there to compete. They're there to ride around and collect a paycheck. I've watched these guys go through this choose cone process. God, Jesus. And literally line up, or a car that's under penalty. A car that's under penalty, or a truck, choose, and then after they choose, they get sent to the back by NASCAR because they weren't supposed to choose to begin with, or they're slow like one of the bike marker cars and they pick and then they bail and it completely changes the lineup. It completely changes the lineup. It changes the restart. It changes the outcome of the restart. It changes the outcome of the race. When this happens, bury these guys, find them an astronomical amount of money so that when they put that helmet on that morning, they realize I'm here to race. I'm going to pick and I'm going to line up and I'm going to race or I'm here to ride around and I'm not going to screw up everybody else's race. I'm sick and tired of every single race enough to choose because you're not racing listen yeah it was on the nascar radio yesterday so i'm not listen i have tried to be nicer to this cup person cup. cup okay i have tried to be nicer to this person and i have told people in his family that i will not call him out unless he does dumb <laughs> cody Ware did this 12 times yesterday the nascar radio said i'm tired of telling this guy to stop doing this <laughs> stop doing it or we're gonna come down hard on you do not choose and then bail out. It's as simple as that. Find him, take points, park him. I don't care. Make him stop. I, uh, I Make actually, them stop. I, I used to in a row in the truck race because the 88 had a penalty. 88 did the same. And he, he chose the bottom. And I'm like, oh, he chose bottom. We're going to move up row. So we just chose the bottom. And they pulled him off on the back. I slid up a row. It was awesome. But that changed the whole freaking thing. Yeah, but I was on top of the game, man. You were, <laughs> but you should. We should, we can't do that. I know. I, you shouldn't that, have to. So they did penalize. They started penalizing people that interrupted the shoes. They gave them what a drive. Somebody penalty. had a drive through penalty, but that was yes. like a guy that's never been there before. Like they made made an example, of, like they normally do, of somebody that doesn't matter. But I mean, if you if you interrupt the shoes, give them a drive through penalty. Yeah. They'll quit doing it. I promise you that. If you're not, if you're gonna drop, you need to do it before. If you get to the choose cone and there's still cars passing you or trucks passing you, you're getting a drive through. Well, I'm glad y'all agree with my what an idiot. Yeah, it sounds got? like everyone's in agreement on this. <laughs> I um, forgot about that. But I go appreciate ahead. It. Uh, mine is uh, Nick Sanchez, and it's only for the fact that my man missed his pit stall twice in the same pit cycle. We talked about Martin missing his pit stall, you know, pit stall after being there or almost missing it. Um, poor Nick. I didn't know what was happening. So we were, we, it was the end of the first stage, I think. And Landon was running second. We beat whoever was leading, I guess probably Noah, I would assume, beat him off pit road. And they call the lineup out and they're like, all right, 48, 10, nine. And I'm like, where the, where's the 48? Oh, he was in the 48. I saw that guy. Where, I said, where's the 48 at? Like- so then I realized what happened was he just missed his stall. He drove through. So that's why he was the first car off pit road. He didn't so- miss his stall. The first one, he parked in a 32's pit box in the <laughs> did, first one. Did he? Oh, yeah. He completely pulled in the wrong stall. So then he, so then I see, I tell, Hirschman was saying next to me, I was like, Hirsch, what happened? He said, oh, he, he just missed his stall. So then I'm watching him now and he comes back down pit road <laughs> and is lost again. Like he pulls oh, in no, two stalls yeah. before his where there's two cars in front of him. Goes out. I'm like, oh, he's just got to go around these guys and then pull in. Well, he goes around them and just continues to drive down pit road. Oh. So he missed his stall twice in the same pit sequence. Listen, 
Uh, Nick had a good week. I think he's going to get a pretty high-profile truck series ride next year. Um, a certain team that may have switched manufacturers is kind of is kind of showing that they are going to chase some money, maybe over high-profile talent. talent. <laughs> uh, and we'll see how that works out for him. I think Nick's super talented. He's the ARCA champion from this year. Um, but I think probably Nick is going to be the most talented guy at wherever he's going next well, year. We need There's to get a him a Garmin. Things we need to fill in the lines there. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I don't want to ask, but I'm. Like, is it going to a bow tie or something else? I would say it's a bow tie. Okay, then. <laughs> no, did. TJ. Man. <laughs> there's, there's, honestly, it was a pretty um, weak Chimble. week for candidates for what an idiot. There was a lot of. Uh, um, I didn't see a lot of bonehead moves on the racetrack. I did see. One thing, and I don't know if it's really what an idiot, but I, I, I kind of really liked watching it. Um, Josh Williams was in the 36 Xfinity car. Oh, BJ, BJ McLeod went into turn three and hit him so hard in the back, <laughs> and he sent him into the corner. And the next thing you know, the 36 slams on the brakes and tries to wait for him to pass him, and the 78 just keeps hitting the brakes too. They're Slow like to trying, slowing down. <laughs> and there's cars splitting him because he's trying to get to him. And I was up there like, I was like, Trying to spot, I'm like looking at my there. This is good. This is good. <laughs> there might be some history there. That's what I was. There are two Florida there. guys. Yeah, and one drove for Josh. A little Josh bit drove for a BJ to start the year. BJ hit him really hard, and uh, Josh didn't like it, and he literally slammed the brakes in the middle of the corner, and BJ hit the brakes just as hard to stay behind him, and it was like this. I should have pulled it up on SMT. I will say, I do have. Sometimes I'll throw in what a genius. Um, what a genius for whoever decided whether it was Tony or NASCAR decided that Tony didn't need to be the grand marshal on Sunday because God forbid, if you would have gave Tony Stewart a microphone before the race started, yeah, <laughs> there's no telling what would have come out of his hey, mouth. And on a positive note, there were a lot of cars that did hit the wall and had some tire issues and, um, no cautions. They got back to pit road. Everything kept on flowing. I thought that was a good week for that. So. Kaylin, you have an idiot. Uh, I said it already. It was me. Why? I got nobody. Why? Else. Why? I don't agree. I disagree. We, we discussed it. You guys discussed it last week. Um, <laughs> I disagree. With what I would. Yeah. You're Freddy's. What a genius! I, <laughs> the whole garage. The whole garage votes. He would like to thank you, Caitlin. Oh my gosh! At the end of the year, you are getting an award. I, I did, it's a major award. So a major award. Yes. So many people tweeted me last week, going, "Who do we need to be following about this video oh, you're talking heavens. about?" And I was like, "Oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you." I did see. Uh, speaking of Tony, is he making his NHRA debut yeah, this, this week? Coming week? Is right. he really? Yeah. yeah. I don't. know. What the hell is he driving? What's Top he, fuel. That oh. was he driving. Top Whoa. Wow. Just dive in Pretty both. Cool. D- d- go straight in the deep end. I mean, I'm sure he's been. I, I got to think he's been testing, right? I mean, got to be. Sure. Yeah. I hope so. Talk about. I don't think he's showing up cold turkey here. <laughs> I mean, talk about it. I mean, this guy's. What is he? 47, 48? Yeah, I'd say he's mid to late. Ultra competitive. Yeah, yeah ultra successful at everything he's ever done and absolutely everything he's not gonna do this and suck and if he does he'll keep doing it till he doesn't suck like it he's driven everything i'm excited to see him do it me too i miss seeing tony yeah oh let's move on to dbc picks jason congratulations Jason manipulated the system so he could pick larson first uh yeah i have i have a oh we're gonna discuss this it's oh. not my fault. You picked the same guy twice. <laughs> at Homestead with Kyle Larson. Brett and Jason are now tied for the lead with eight wins. Freddie and TJ wow. are tied in second for 
with seven wins and I'm last with five. Casey, Ooh. you're uh, eliminated. Casey, so, you're buying dinner. Just so you know. So, okay. <laughs> For the record. Thanks, Chad. We both got disqualified no, no, yeah. no, no, last no, no. week. Uh-huh. I sent in my pick for Ross Chassin way earlier. And oh, then it doesn't matter. You, pick, you ended you, up picking him. You what pick the hell? after me. Yeah, it's a, it's in order. It's, it's always we in go in order. order. It doesn't be, I, I, I could have just yelled out Kyle Larson last week and I get him. <sighs> you got disqualified too, so why would... But I beat you. My guy beat your Somebody guy. Somebody explain okay. this yeah. to her. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got two races left and we could have a three-way tie going into the championship. Wait, we're 36 in and she doesn't know how it goes? No, it's been <laughs> I was kicking myself in the ass because I I debated Uh, Truex last week. I was like, Truex or Reddick? Truex or Reddick? Truex uh, leading. I'm like, you idiot. Then he got wrecked. And I was like, well, it don't matter. You've been on fire. So before we pick, who do you think is going to win the race? I'm not really going on a limb, but I'm going to say William Byron. Willie B. You're on the Willie B bus. Well, I mean, shoot, he did really well (laughs) this year. I feel like it's highly possible. He did. Everybody I picked sucks in the playoffs. So I hate to jinx this guy, but he's not in the playoffs. He was never in the playoffs, but he's fast and he's good there. I'll take Truex. There you go. I screwed Martinsville. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I screwed. everybody I pick gets a jinx. So mm. I did text Tyler after this. You're doing way just, better this year than you've ever done. I, I, you know, I thought Tyler might have thought I picked him. He came right up to me the week before and he was like, "Thanks for picking me. You jinxed me." Now I'm. Oh, Reddick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finished in six, uh. so that kind of erased that. But Denny was going to run well, and then he hit the fence at the end. So, so okay, so you're next. Yes. Uh, you could think. Reddick again. I'm taking Blaney. So hopefully I win. I hope you do too. PJ. I'm going to go chase Elliot. I will take Bill Byron. You want to take Denny for the third time? Yeah, I could. (laughs) (laughs) I've got Joey Logano. I almost picked him. I was going to pick him if I couldn't take Byron. So we'll see what the standings are like. It could be a winner take all at uh, Miami or Phoenix. Should be Miami, but. So what's, what is it, loser? What's the tiebreaker? Like overall, I don't know. Whoever's got the most wins or the highest finishes. What we is could probably win? go back and count how many times people have won, picked their driver, and won the race. Like I picked next year, Larson we need to do won. something like uh, like an extra point if you actually win the race. Yeah. What does um, the winner get? I know what the, the winner, winner gets dinner table. from the loser. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. Tyler has already committed his credit card to help pay for dinner. So I thought she's buying dinner for everybody. Yeah, she is. Okay. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. he Epic. said that he Epic. wants Epic. to join. Epic. So. Megan said she's coming, so I mean, it's yeah, going to be a hell of a party. And we got, Alexa, she eats like a bird. That'd be $12. <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan hits the same thing. Megan is, Megan is the smoking hot couple or whatever it is. It's obviously it's obviously in direct relation to me and Megan. I can't wait. At Epic Chomp House, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, we're talking couple. lots of cheesy toe, uh, oh, cheesy yeah. bread that toast. That black and white cake. Their oh, yeah. wine pours there are amazing, <laughs> by are. the way. They it's like good. a whole bottle in a glass. You, you can join. Go? Yeah, you should no, join. No, I don't yeah, deserve to go, but, but, yeah, but you I mean, guys you have fun right, for me. Casey's buying. I'd like you to video <laughs> well, it. Well, Tyler, so I have, I have the most team members helping me out with picks, and I'm still losing between my social guy, Brian Mabry, yeah. and Tyler Reddick. So there's that. Try again next year. All right, yep. Virginia, Virginia girl. Yes. We're going home to Martinsville. I know. You're coming up there, aren't you? Um, I haven't decided yet. I don't have to work at the actual track, so we'll see. I bet you go. I bet I go. <laughs> I love that track. It's it's very old school feel. True. If you don't, do you feel like missing something? Yeah. Do you not? Sometimes. Like- yeah. yeah. A little bit. Um, it's just, but it's hard as you know, with kids, like yep. just figuring all that out and managing. Still figuring it out. I, uh, you do. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I am as well. Same. Uh, <laughs> what can we expect heading into Martinsville? 
all, mm. I mean, Xfinity too. I feel like hopefully a Xfinity lot of passing. Race, I think. Yeah. Xfinity was a great race this oh, spring. Yeah. It's going to be a great race again. Cup was a terrible race in the spring, and unfortunately, race. I think it might be a terrible race again. One of my greatest moments ever. I got Junior through that big wreck. It was. <laughs> I just retired after that. Done. I'm done. I'm retiring right Hall now. Hall of Fame. It's yep. an amazing it. racetrack, and if it's not an amazing race, it's not the racetrack's fault. No, yeah. it's not the racetrack's fault. I did see they put some grass in. They were digging it up. Remember, we were there for the test. Yeah, I was like, what are they doing? Down there. They took a bunch of seats, or I don't know if they took seats mm-hmm. out, but they just redid a bunch of yes. yeah. big grass behind turn mm-hmm. one. It looks pretty cool. Do I you guys eat the hot dogs there? Yes. You guys do that? Or I not? tried a couple. I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't go crazy over it, but I, I, mean, I might sure eat like one. Uh, like, I'm not, like, I'm not eating what, them man? all the way. I guess so the guy, the back in the day, you know, they used to mark the garage stalls. You can't really do that anymore. I mean, we're not, we don't have the Friday practice, the Saturday practice. Like, Listen, guys, like we'll never beat the record. I don't know what the record is. He's not here oh. to defend himself. Dillner ate like 40 hot dogs one what? day. And when I saw yep. him, I thought he was going to die. He was mm-hmm. sweating. He had like the well, that's I, normal. I, <laughs> he was I he was not looking good. I was like, you that's are a an, high it, number. That was, that's my Hall of Fame. What an idiot. I maybe. got a question. Oh, Why oh, is the hot dog guy not the Grand Marshal this weekend? Who's the hot dog mm-hmm. eating some? What's his name? Chillwood. Uh, chestnut. Chestnut. Well, that's Chestwood. He's sponsored by a completely different kind of hot dog. Yeah, we need Chestnut there. Maybe Wait, Kobayashi. is he sponsored by that? We, yeah, who's, no. the, who's the other guy? Kobayashi? Kobayashi, I think. We need that guy there. They should fight each other. They should have a hot dog eating contest <laughs> on the first right, well, show. They should be eating oh, each other. Yeah. They should be like, yeah, slinging no. wieners. <laughs> Wearing the costume. <laughs> slinging wieners <laughs> on the front stretch <laughs> of Martinsville. <laughs> slinging wieners. Caitlin, you know, like, stop, listen, back in the day when I ran the uh, late mile race, there, there was Taco Bell 300. There was literally a taco <laughs> eating contest. They sling tacos. That's better than that's better than hot dogs. <laughs> slinging tacos. I I no words. Oh, no words. No, I love it. Slinging wieners and tacos on the first Tyler put that line in sling. In your rap. Stop. Kaylin, your thank rat. you for coming on. Thank make you sure, for having me. Make sure I y'all follow Caitlin on Instagram. She's amazing. <laughs> Uh, just she, Instagram. She just the gram. I I don't know the Caitlin, the mom of two children. I know the fun Caitlin back in the day, and it's so good to see you. Oh, I had seen you in a while. You. Thank yeah. you for coming Appreciate on. Appreciate it. And Race Hub, man, you guys do an amazing job. Thank you. Covering our sport, I probably have as much respect for Larry McReynolds as I can have for any human being in the garage. Same. Because he's like Bob Pockras work ethic. He, oh my gosh. I tell people that all the time. Like it doesn't matter what we have to talk about. The man studies so much. He's always so prepared. He's definitely one of my favorite people to work I, with. I do have to ask this before you go. How, <laughs> it just seems so strange to me because I've never done this. Oh boy. You're sitting in a green room. room. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the entire room is green. Obviously I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but everything's digitally done behind you yes. in the studio. But like, it's just every time I see a picture, it's either like your story or, or somebody else that's on there. <laughs> oh, you look at my story. I'm sorry. That's a different story. Uh, but it's always, it's like this green room with couches. And I'm like, that must be very strange to just do an entire show from then. At first, for sure. Like when we first walked in there to do like rehearsals before the season started, cause it's a 360 room. I mean, and you don't, it, there were so many cameras and so many reference points to look at. It's just strange because you sort of have to learn like the weather type thing where you're pointing to things that aren't actually there. But once you get into the rhythm, it's fine. I think sometimes drivers, when they come in there as guests, they're sort of like, oh, wow, this is different. But um, I guess I would say I'm used to it now. But um, yeah, at first just it was kind of... looks really crazy. It'd be it weird. Is, it's a huge, massive We'll get room. you one next year. Friday. I want one yeah. next year. I want to really like... <laughs> 
This is Brett. He's an idiot right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You've made it. You're yeah, a, you're a you. rock star for us, and we appreciate all you do for the sport because you do a hell of a lot. And uh, maybe maybe y'all let us three come on race up sometime. Maybe. Oh, and I mean, seriously, happen. while I was sitting here, I was thinking, like, these are some of the best perspectives you guys have um, that I've heard in a while. We should just do something with you guys every week. Oh, every week. What's <laughs> called a podcast. That, that would be a privilege. <laughs> it would, would, that would be a privilege. That would be a privilege. What a privilege. How yes. dare you? <laughs> All right. We're off to Martinsville. We'll see y'all next Monday. Only two shows left after this one in the regular season, plus a Christmas episode, right? You guys are idiots. <laughs> we next out. Week, next week is Halloween. Word. Dress up. Halloween. There's no O in Halloween. On that note, have a great week. <laughs> have a great week. And Freddie, go Bills. <laughs> Let's go Giants. <laughs> Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.